It's a fucking Friday night, and I'm recording this instead of going to a bar to watch karaoke. Oh, my life. What's up, guys? Carolyn. Did you know about Carolyn? She's uh, my sponsor. Piercings by Carolyn on Instagram and Facebook. She does specials every weekend, $20 above the waist, $40 for dermals, cheeks, and surface bars every weekend. And then if you go in there and you mention that you heard about her from the Dyke Show, she gives you free body jewelry. That's right, free body jewelry. And then if you haven't already, you should go check out my t-shirts. Um, eat me tease T E E Z. I forgot to mention that last time, so let's get it fucking right this time. Eat me tease. Got a bunch of raunchy shit. I've actually um I sold a couple shirts this week, which is awesome, and I've been getting some pretty awesome feedback. I've had a couple people actually write me about my shirts this week, and that's pretty awesome. I don't normally. Yeah, they don't sell very much. People are really nervous to wear my shirts, and I get it. It's kind of, um, I feel like the pride shirt should be selling like crazy. I have a pride shirt that says started in the closet, now I'm queer. And I've got it in like a rainbow color one, and then I've got it in like black and white and plain colors. So if you're interested in those, go check those out. The link is in the bio on my Instagram, eat underscore me underscore tease. Here we are. Week seven. Civil authorities in your area have reported that the bodies of the dead are rising from their graves and attacking the living. Follow the messages on screen that will be updated as information becomes available. Saturday morning I just got up I'm in a bad fucking mood right now so um, let's see how this goes today sorry if I uh, wind up just ranting and being a pissed off bitch but kind of getting over people and it started early this week you guys like it started like Sunday morning I woke up to bullshit I woke up I was talking to this girl who has a fiance and um, she told me that they have an open relationship and that um, her girl was cool with her having a lover and she was interested in me being that lover and I'm game for that, so cool. And um, didn't hear from her for a couple of days and then like she starts 
asking me to send all the texts because she was obviously having to like prove to her fiance that she wasn't trying to cheat, which sucks because that means they've already got trust issues in their relationship, which is something I tried to stay away from um, because it never really works out good for me. The wife usually gets jealous of me and I'm the one that gets um, put on the back burner. So yeah, so fuck that. Anyways, so I kind of distanced myself a little bit from the situation and then um, they hit me up or she hit me up and wanted to hang out on Saturday and didn't hear from them Friday. I'd sent her a text asking her if we were on for Saturday. Didn't hear anything. Didn't hear anything. So then Saturday night, Sunday morning at 1.30 in the morning, I get a text message all, hey, and I'm like, hmm, we were supposed to be hanging out all day today. And that kind of messes with me. Like, all I ever ask is that if we're not going to hang out, that you tell me that we're not going to hang out. So I'm not just sitting here, you know, waiting like a dumbass. And so um, <clears throat> let's see, the fiance writes, uh, babe, it's because nobody has a clue because I, I hadn't wrote back, so they thought I was just ignoring them. I was asleep, by the way. Um, this is lesbians. This is lesbians right here. Okay, so, um, babe, it's because nobody has a clue what they want anymore and are full of shit. And the girl that I was supposed to have be a, a, a lover with um, said, I guess so. Maybe she thought I would give her money, so go suck on some dick and get your kids back, you dirty, worthless whore. I love when people say shit like this to me because I just sit there and like, you don't even fucking know me. First of all, if I could get my kids back, trust me, I fucking would. And as far as being a worthless, nasty or a nasty, worthless whore, I haven't had sex in a fucking year. I have had many fucking women come at me wanting to have sex with me. But I never wanted to because they weren't what I wanted. If I was a nasty, worthless whore, which I don't think any woman really truly is, I would have been fucking everything that comes into my life. So um, nasty I'm not. I'm a hippie, yes, but I uh, keep myself very clean. I have OCD and I have this weird thing about body hair and... uh, not being clean. So yeah, keep myself pretty clean, not nasty, worthless, definitely not worthless. I uh, feel like I'm actually worth a lot and people can't fucking see it. And it's starting to piss me off in life because I'm sitting there going, what the fuck? Like if there's ever a girl worth fucking putting some time into, she's right here. So definitely not worthless. And we've already talked about the whore part. So yeah. So that was Sunday morning, woke up to that. And then Monday morning, um, which if any of you guys follow me on Facebook, you got to see this one. I woke up to what I call a Jesus nut and what she called a Jesus warrior. (laughs) So basically, um, I have apps for dating. Um, I don't really use them for dating. I don't meet people there for dating very much. Um, it's more for friends. I meet, I meet friends more often. And um, on POF, 
this lady hits me up and she looked like a lesbian. Like her pictures looked like she was indeed herself a lesbian. And, um, yeah, she wrote me and she was basically trying to convince me that being a lesbian was the ultimate sin, which cracks me up because I think I've already stated this, but all sins are created equal in the Bible. If that's what book you follow. Um, so anyways, so I just simply wrote her back and then I I keep my, I get hit. Okay. Because of the way I look, because of my dreads, because of my tattoos, for whatever reasons, Christians feel compelled to come up to me and get me out of my sin and, um, find my way to God as they like to put it. Um, and I've learned to just simply say, no, thank you. Not interested and walk away. Well, I was pretty pissed off that this lady decided this platform to come at lesbians. I'm sure I'm not the only person that she did this to. I guarantee you there was other lesbians that she was doing this to. And um, I just wrote her back. I said, I'm sorry, but I do not believe in your religion. And I wrote that I was wicked and that I wasn't interested in what it was that she was saying to me. Um, And I told her, thank you. And I told her, have a great day, because I'm always nice and polite, even when I'm being a bitch. (laughs) So she writes back, and she goes, I don't believe in a religion. I believe in a God. And and then she wrote me another message like a couple minutes later and she goes I love everybody but I don't believe in putting hateful spells on people <laughs> cause you know us Wiccans we're just walking around cursing everybody so <laughs> I wrote her back and I was like good cause I don't either maybe you should educate yourself before you go saying stupid shit to people on POF maybe your god should have teach- taught you I wrote that wrong <laughs> damn it um, what was I supposed to say? Let's see. Maybe your God should teach you to do that. Have a wonderful day and do not write me again. Um, so yeah, so that was my Monday and I, and, and I try not to let them bother me too much. Um, but it does, it's like lesbians don't go to your door and knock on it and hand you a trifold. Like, hey, you want to come over to lesbianism? We know how to eat pussy good. <laughs> like, we don't we do not do that. So why are they doing that to us? Like, I feel like that might have been something back in the day when, you know, Christianity needed to be built by advertisement. But at this point, it doesn't need to be built by advertisement. It's, it's huge. And you guys have plenty of followers. And... At this day and age, if anybody is wanting to find Christianity, they know how to find you. So please stop coming to my door and please stop putting me down because I'm happy in life. And um, yeah, stop hitting up fucking lesbians on POF. Come on, man. That's just, are you fucking kidding me? Cool. So yeah, so this week's been just busy as fuck. Work's been busy as fuck. I blurry days and making tons of cells and just trying to hustle and see if I can get my child support, you know, fucking to not hit me so hard financially. 
um, the way that they calculate that child support is bullshit. So, um, yeah, new segment that I have that I'd like to uh, talk about. I was supposed to make more notes on this and I fucking didn't, you guys. Like I said, it's been a crazy fucking week. But I want to make a new section where um, I'm going to call it Build a Dyke. And um, think of a Build-A-Bear factory. You go in, you pick the bear that you want, you stuff it, put a little heart in it, and it's yours. So what I would like to do from now on is if you want to, write me, DM me on any of my formats. And tell me your ideal woman from hair color to height to what they do for a living, um, all of it. And then I will read this out on the show for you. And anybody that listens to my show that is that Build-A-Dyke, is that what you would have went and picked out at the store, if they are single, they can check you out. And if they're interested, they can hit you up. So this is my new segment, Build a Dyke. Welcome to it. I'm going to do my Build a Dyke first. That was the notes I was supposed to be fucking taking, and I didn't didn't decide to take it. Like, fuck. Anywho. All right, so let's see. Ideal Dyke for Billy. Hmm, Tall. That's my number one requirement. I'm sorry, ladies. I know I've pissed off a lot of people with this. And I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with pissing off people with this one because I like the way it feels to be with a taller human being. I'm tall, so and and I feel this want to have somebody bigger than me in my life. It's something that I feel comfortable with. It's something that I like. So when I'm cuddling in bed with them, I feel like they're covering me versus I'm trying to like can't get the blankets to. It's like a too small blanket. That's horrible. I know, but it is. That's what the fuck it is. It's a too small blanket. I don't want it. And I like being able to stand on my tippy toes to hug and kiss. And I like these things. So um, I would like tall if I could build any lesbian. If I could get a six foot, six foot two, that would be um, glorious. I've always wanted to date a mixed woman. I think they're beautiful. And stud skater style, you know, wears more like skaterish clothes, has style is nice. I feel like a lot of studs nowadays are just okay with um, not having style. Just as long as they're wearing boys clothes, they don't really care. And I feel like you guys should still keep up on fashion, like <clears throat> have a style. Um, as far as work goes, I've never really been particular about my girl making a shitload of money. Would it be badass if some rich chick came up to me and was like, Billy, I got money. Come live with me and you can work on your show and all your companies and you can build that shit and not have to work 40 to 50 hours a week just to pay your bills. Yeah, of course. Who wouldn't want that in some shape or form or scenario? Um, but career wise, I don't care. I mean, do I want them to have a job? That'd be nice. Do I want them to have a car? That'd be nice. Do I want them to have their own place? That too would be nice. Um, they're not as much requirements. It's weird. Cause my requirements are more of the physical shit. Cause I'm like, everything else can be built. Like as long as you've got the base that I've want, 
um, we can build everything together. I'm a firm believer that you meet somebody and you start building your kingdom with them, your empire. Like I said, I'm building my empire by myself. So yeah, if you're a six foot to six foot two mixed skater looking lesbian that's single and you want to find me, uh, you know where to. I'll give out my personal Instagram on this one. It's bottom underscore of the underscore moon. And then it's Billy Lee Anderson on Facebook. Um, Don't be crazy. Uh, No drug addiction. That is my biggest thing. And no alcohol addiction. I don't like being around people that are drunk. I was in an abusive alcoholic marriage for seven years of my life. And I refuse to ever date somebody that will pick beer over me again, like my last ex just did. I literally, you guys, I literally got ghosted so she could go have beers with friends. I'm sure they were friends. All right. So that's the build a, a build a dike section for me. Like I said, I didn't take notes, so it probably could have been a little bit more specific. I'm sorry, you guys. Fucking week. This week has been fucking, I don't know, lots of up, emotional up and down. I had my my mom pull, my mom just, yeah. My mom's my mom. And it's coming I'm coming to the realization that I don't get to be the holidays with my kids. So yeah. Cool. Let's get into this week's uh Instagram so we can get into this week's questions and move a little bit along from the emotional fucking week that I had last week. Um, supposedly that moon was supposed to bring a shift in energy, so hopefully that really happens. All right, so the girl that I'm um, shouting out today via Instagram uh, didn't really doesn't really have a lot on her Instagram page, but I'm still gonna shout her out because maybe she just needs some encouragement and she needs some followers um, to get her to start posting a little bit more. Um, see, I'm going to spell it for you because I'm not quite sure. I, I believe it's uh, Casey Blue, but K-A-S-E-Y-B-L-U. Yeah. Um, she's only got like 25 posts, but she's got um, a cute kid in there. And you can just tell she's very much about family. And she seems to be more of a down-to-earth person. Maybe that's why she doesn't have... So many photos up, people like that don't tend to be as um, showy as others. Um, she's only got 74 followers, so go out there, show some love to her, and um, check out her pictures. And thank you for the support, Chick. Um, you've been super supportive. I know you really didn't even care about me shooting out your Instagram, but you, um, you've been super kind word-wise and everything else to me, so I wanted to to do this for you and I hope that you uh, continue to use your Instagram because it's the wave of the future just kidding all right questions I got some questions like I told you from the, from the same girl and so I'm still on those questions it's, I got four of them from her and um, yeah these questions are pretty good and hopefully they will calm down my fucking mood I am in today <sighs> don't you hate when you wake up and you're just like fuck maybe if I just go back to sleep for another like couple of hours 
And then you can't because you got to actually work and be a fucking human being. They break. All right, cool. Questions. Sorry, you guys. Sorry I'm so off this week. This is an off week. I think I'm going to have these. And you guys just have to bear with me. I'm sorry. I can't always be perky-ass fucking Billy. Um, All right. So what does good sex mean to me? That's my first question of the show. Good sex can destroy you. Like if you're having sex with somebody and the sex is so good, you'll pretty much let them get away with fucking murder. Just so you can have that good sex again. Especially if it's good sex that you don't normally experience. Like I legit had a friend for 10 years who wouldn't leave her cheating, lying, drug using, abusive person. Because the dick was good. I stayed in a abusive thing for a year and a half and a lot of it had to do was because I wasn't getting sex that good so unfortunately for me good sex just means that the person's gonna treat me like shit like I can pretty much guarantee you the more attracted I am to you and the better our sex is the worse the ending is gonna be and that's been proven time in time again for me in my life. So yeah, that's what good sex means for me. I wish it didn't. I wish good sex meant um, more healthier things in my head. <laughs> um, I'm a realist. This is this is another thing I had to fight this week. People don't get it and they get hurt with me and I don't know what to tell them. It's like, dude, you don't have to understand why I am the way I am and you don't have to agree with it. But what you do have to do is respect it. Okay, like that's all I ask. I'm a realist. I don't believe in the fairy tale. Okay, I don't believe that someday my fucking situation is gonna be all fucking sunshine and rainbows and I'm gonna have this perfect fucking family and perfect fucking life. That was not the, that was not what I was given in this universe. I've got a shit family. I've got, um, no, no one has ever treated me right. I've been cheated on by every committed relationship I've ever been in. I've been physically abused by all but my last one. And that one was just pure mental abuse. Like, which I don't know which one's worse. I feel like sometimes like the whole mental shit, like when they're, I feel like the people that try to manipulate you into believing shit that wasn't true is just as abusive as the ones that are fucking strangling me and punching me and all the other shit. So I don't believe in the whole, like, cliche shit that someday I'm going to find somebody or, you know, the only thing that I feel, like, good that I'm going to get in my life is what I work for and what I earn. And um, I work my ass off for shit and I'm trying to earn shit. And I'm trying to make my world a better place because I'm not going to sit here and just hope that one day somebody's going to come along and fit in. And I mean, yeah, I get that romanticized thought in my head sometimes. You'll see it on my Facebook. I'll post about it or I'll even talk about it in the show. And because, yeah, I'm a fucking human being every now and then I wish I had that. And then I kind of pull myself back out into reality. I'm like, Billy, like, come on now. Like, let's just 
let's just move along in life and not think about this anymore. Let's just focus on me. And then people come along and they start telling me cliche shit and I don't like hearing cliche shit. So um, I tell them like, you know, I don't believe in it and they just get mad at me and they're like, oh, that's why you are where you are. No, no. The reason why I am where I am right now in my head has absolutely nothing to do with my actions. It has everything to do with the fact that I have tried and tried and tried to be a good person to people and I have been treated like utter fucking shit by these people and now I'm done after 37 years in which let's see okay it came out when I was 28 so almost nine of that was with women and trust me men weren't that much better to me than women are so after let's see I started dating when I was I think I was 15 So after 22 years of not having one healthy relationship in my life, this is where I'm at. And if you can't respect that and you feel the need to tell me cliche shit, don't then start putting me down because I don't want to agree with you. I know who I am. I know my fucking value. And either you can respect my thought process or you can leave. If you want to believe in that fairy tale, you do it. If that fairy tale comes to you, good for you. I am happy for you. That's awesome. But I'll never put you down like, oh, are you believing in getting married one day? I don't even believe in getting married one day. I will never get married. I've been married one time to a man, and that will be my only marriage that I ever have. Like I, if it happens, dude, no joke. If I ever get married, it's going to take something so fucking spectacular, spectacular. And the bitch is going to have to make it with me through for like seven years before I even think about fucking getting married to the person. Like, I'm not going to just get married to somebody. Why? So I can go through another expensive ass fucking divorce. My last marriage cost me $135 to do. And $7,000, almost $8,000 to undo. And quite honestly, I just don't really feel like going through it in my life again. Dividing your shit, being ruthless with each other after you just spent, you know, who knows how long supposedly loving each other. That's why I believe in prenups. Prenups are a genius thing. Some girls are like, I don't want to prenup. That means that they don't really love me. Fuck that shit. That means they're protecting their fucking ass. And if you can't love them enough to respect that, then you are a gold digger and you should not be marrying that person. Like a prenup basically states while you're still in love with each other, what would happen at the end when you don't love each other anymore or are done with each other or even possibly hate each other? It's when you're kind with each other, you pick what should happen at the end. And I agree with it 100%. So yeah, good sex. That was healthy. I would love that um, for sure. Hope that happens in my life. If it doesn't, I'm okay with it. Um, It's been a year and I'm at a point where like, even though I have people like coming at me, wanting to have sex with me, I'm just kind of sitting there going, no, I really just don't. I'm really just not there in my head anymore. It's like I said, it's going to take spectacular, spectacular to change me at this point. Like, um, 
Another thing that I have decided, and this is one thing that has upset people um, many times, um, is that if you, I don't trust people at the beginning, okay? I've been burned a lot, um, as a lot of people have, and I don't feel like nowadays um, people just deserve to be trusted. And so my my thing is, is if you want me to trust you, show me I can trust you from, from the get. 100%. And I will do the same. I expect the same. I'm not saying, I'm not going to trust you, but you better trust me. No, I'm going to show you that I'm a trustworthy person. I'm up for that. I'm up for that. Like, I'm up to put in the work for that because I, it's not going to be that much work. I'm a trustworthy person. It doesn't take a whole lot for you to trust me because I'm a fucking trustworthy person. And I have these people who I tell them I'm not going to trust them right away. And if they, if they want my trust, it has to be earned. And those are the, and they freak out and they're like, I shouldn't have to do that. I shouldn't have to do that. Wow. Okay, cool. So let me just put this very clear to you. If you are telling me that it is too hard for you to build trust with me from the beginning, then I definitely don't fucking trust you. You are not to be trusted. So if somebody comes in my life that I can trust with my body, because it's my body, um, yeah, good sex would be great. If not, I got plenty of toys for that. So that's what good sex means to me. Um, the second question I was actually really happy about because it's something I do want to clarify about the show. Um, what does the word dyke mean to me? So um, I know that nowadays with all these labels, people are really reading into what you call yourself. And and I'm irritated with it because I'm not that girl. Like I... I, I've, I've talked to you guys about this quite a bit. It, it's going to come. I feel like it's just going to keep coming up in my fucking shows. Um, so to me, the word dyke in my show, especially dyke used to be a derogatory term. It was the same as the N word. Um, straight white people, straight whoever fucking people that didn't agree with women who are fucking other women used to yell out dykes, especially more towards the butchier ones. And I think that just had to do with the fact that you could tell that they were a fucking dyke. A lot of the femme lesbians, you can't tell that they are a lesbian. And so until you actually see them making out with another girl, you don't know. Okay. So, so in a way for me taking the word dyke, I actually have it tattooed on my knuckles in Italian. Um, it's kind of taking power in my situation, like taking power in the fact that I like women and that it's just the blanket. To me, dyke means anybody that was born a woman that sleeps with women could be under the blanket of dyke. Um, and that's what my show was geared towards. If you're non-binary, if you're um, transitioning, um, any of that stuff and you don't want to be considered a dyke, I respect that. But at one point in time, you were. And I feel like people are so focused on what they are becoming that they start shaming what they were. And that's stupid because that's why you are what you're becoming. So dyke is that simple for me, you guys. It was just a derogatory term that we took power of. Fuck yeah, call us dyke, hear us roar. And watch us eat pussy. Like, that's all there is to it. So, yeah, that's what the word dyke means to me. Nothing, nothing um, other than that. Um, that's like even with the whole build a dyke segment. Please send me femmes that you want. If you're a stud and you're looking for a femme, 
send me her. Um, if you're a femme looking for a stud, send me her. If you're a femme looking for a femme, send me her. If you are a butch looking for a butch, send me her. I'm okay with it. They're all dykes, all of them, everyone. Okay. So that's what dyke means to me. If you don't agree with that, sorry. Um, if your version of what dyke means is different, that's your belief system. Um, what has my experience been with toys? So I'm assuming they're talking about sex toys, obviously. Um, let's see. When I was straight, I lived for those bitches. <laughs> I had um, quite the um, array of them. I wasn't getting pleasure um, from others, so I was taking care of it myself all the time. And so I had like, I don't know, I had like a bunch of dildos and I had, um, I like clit stimulation the most. So I had a ton of those. And then when I was, um, right before I came out, when I was 27, I came across this toy, um, and I'll have to do some research on the name of it because I don't remember. But it, it's shaped like a tongue. I've mentioned it before. It's shaped like a tongue. It has a bunch of different speeds. It's rechargeable, so I didn't have to keep buying fucking batteries or stealing them out of my fucking TV remote box. Um, and it was great. I literally got rid of everything else because I don't like. I don't. I like penetration when I'm having sex with somebody, but um, when I'm doing it myself, I really don't find the need for that. I, I just. I just do clit stimulation and it works fine. So I literally got rid of pretty much everything else that I had. And um, I ca- I had that. And I had that for years and years and years. And um, no joke, from 27 to just maybe a year ago, that's all I used. Uh, this last year has changed a lot. I've got this... Um, it's called a crave. You can go look it up on Instagram. Watch. Hold on. Let me just pull this bitch up so you guys can so I can tell you the name because you know I wasn't planning on really talking about this, but um, I'd like to. Okay, so on Instagram, it's called Love Crave. L O V E C R A V E. Um, great website. They have a few toys, but the primary one that they have that I love so much is the necklace. It doesn't look like a toy when you're wearing it. I've worn it out in public successfully several times and it's, no one knows. It looks like a cool retro necklace. Um, it has four speeds. It has uh, gentle, medium, hard, and pulsating. I don't care for the pulsating thing. I feel like that's a tease and then not tease, tease. Yeah, it's weird. Anyways, so um, the three speeds are great, depending on how sensitive your clit is and how many times you've already played with yourself. Um, and um, I haven't really used the other one since. I like the fact, I, I like to masturbate while I'm driving. <laughs> Funny story about that. I was driving, I used to live in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and then I moved to Denver and I lived in Denver for two years, and that's when I came out. And um, I used to bring my kids when I lived in Denver once a month down to Albuquerque to spend um, the weekend with their dad or to do, um, if it's a vacation, I drop them off for a week and come back and get them again or whatever. The drive between those two is fucking easy. I've done it like hundreds of times. I used to even just do it when I was bored to go shopping because Denver had way better shopping than Albuquerque. So... um, I had dropped off my kids on the way um, 
you know, in New Mexico, I'm driving back to Colorado and I get bored on the drive by myself, of course, who, you know, it's fucking five, six hours of just driving. So I used to masturbate a lot. And at the time I was dating this chick and I text her and I was like, cruise control on your car, $1,500 gas to get from Albuquerque to New Mexico. Like, I think it was like a hundred and something dollars. And then, um, your favorite sex toy, $60. Having an orgasm at 85 miles an hour, priceless. Needless to say, as soon as I got there, she fucked the shit out of me and we moved on with life. Um, it was great. Good times. But yeah, so I have the thing about masturbating while I'm driving. Um, and so this necklace, of course, makes that uh, way more convenient. And um, yeah, if, I, if I'm ever out and I just get so horny I can't take it, which has happened... Um, I can just find me a nice little cozy corner and fuck myself real quick and call it good. Um, it's funny because if I had a girlfriend, it would be taken out on her all the time. But girls don't really want that. It's weird. I have a really high libido, you guys, like really high. And girls will say at the beginning, oh, I got a high libido too. I've got a high libido too. And then, you know, two months in, three months in, all of a sudden their libido is like gone and you're asking them to sneak around the corner into like a group of trees and have sex real quick. And they're looking at you like you're fucking crazy. It's weird. I don't know. Anyways, high libido here, high libido here. And, uh, yeah, I like sex in random places. So this necklace does good for me. And then, um, I recently got that strap on that I told you guys about. That's pretty epic. And, um, I also purchased a glass dildo recently cause I wanted to, understand what that felt like and it's pretty dope i actually recommend them i got mine for really cheap off of wish and just so you guys know wish has sex toys if you don't know this already and they have some pretty good ones and i've bought two off of there so far and i haven't been um, disappointed with either of them and the glass one was perfect it's the perfect size like everything about it was what i wanted and, and i like it i use it um I've started doing a little bit more penetration while I play just because I'm not getting it ever. So I think I'm starting to like crave it. And if I want it, I'm going to have to do it to myself. So that's my experience with sex toys. I, I, I know people that have had like tons of sex toys. I know people that have never had a sex toy. Um, I feel like I'm in the middle there. Um, yeah. So experience with sex toys. Next question. What has my experience been like with my partner in a hetero situation? I've actually had some interesting situations with this. Okay. So keep in mind, I I came out really late. I came out at 28. I had a very good group of straight friends. I had, um, Kind of three groups that I hung out with, three three primary people I hung out. I had my, who I call my straight wifey now, who's the only one that's in this whole story that's still left in my life. Um, and she's the only one that didn't go away when I came out. She was actually really supportive, so I was really excited about that. I mean, she wasn't the only one that didn't go away um, when I came out. She's the only one that didn't go away because I came out. Let's just put it that way. Um, or maybe not. I guess the other one didn't either. Two of them. Okay. Three of them technically stayed, but their men had problems with it, and it eventually um, wound up being the demise of the relate of our relationships. And Chelsea is the only one that that didn't happen with. So 
so straight wifey. Anyways, um, so yes, yeah, so I had a group. Um, I hung out with this group of rather wealthier people that I would do my Saturday and Sunday or Saturday and Friday nights out with because I didn't have my kids on the weekend. So I always went out and was a kid myself, I guess you could kind of say. And um, whatchamacallit. They they went away when I when I first came out. Um, her husband would always introduce me to everybody as her lesbian friend Billy. That shit used to drive me insane. And and she stopped it one night. We were out. It was a it was a New Year's dinner, and I think she knew I had kind of had enough with him saying that to everybody. Like I really didn't want to be introduced that way. And he said it, and she's all, "Hey, he she's just you know Billy. She's." You don't need to tell everybody she's a lesbian. If she wants people to know she's a lesbian, she'll say it. And he didn't do it anymore after that. He did stop after that. Um, that friendship kind of came to an end when my kids were lost. Um, the friends that knew me knew that I didn't do anything wrong, and the ones that um, were iffy about me or maybe I thought knew me and didn't uh, didn't agree with the situation, and, and that's cool. Um, yeah, so... When I had my first girlfriend, I had a. I still at this point was still pretty heavily um, involved in the straight communities that I had been in for since I was twenty two. So for what is that? Six years, okay. And the group that was more on the wealthier side used to go camping a lot down to this lake, and I loved it. I they all had boats. And so we would we'd go down there, and you could camp right on the beach of this lake. We'd have massive bonfires. We'd set up campers and tents, and we'd take the boats out and the jet skis out. And we'd tie them up in the middle of the lake, and we would just drink and party and ride the jet skis, smoke some weed, and float in the water. There was actually even a fucking hamburger stand in the middle of the lake, so we would go, and we'd get the hamburgers off the boat and I I loved it there I loved it it was my favorite thing we did that trip three to four times a year um, during the summer it was usually um, Memorial Day Labor Day Fourth of July and then usually a random fucking fuck it let's go play on the boats weekend and I did that every year for six years and so I meet my my first girlfriend and she didn't know these people. And these people respected the shit out of me being a lesbian, other than the husband obviously introducing me as a lesbian. They never really ever treated me differently. They never told me I couldn't hang out with them. They never, these guys that I hung out with, because there was tons of guys, they never hit on me ever, even when, before I had come out. Like, we were friends. We were all really good friends. And so um, I'm excited. I have a girlfriend. It was the first time that we had these trips that I actually had a partner, a significant other. I had been single and didn't have anybody to bring to them ever. And they all did. They all had their, you know, girlfriends or um, buddies, at least friends to bring. And I didn't ever really bring anybody. And so I was so excited. I brought my girl and um, no one did anything disrespectful, but she was so upset that it was straight people that she actually made us leave early. We left I think it was like Saturday night pretty late and drove home because she didn't want to be around them anymore. And I'm like, dude, we're, we're asleep on a boat in the lake. Like just had an amazing day playing on the boats. Tomorrow's going to be the same thing. Like what's the big deal? And 
after that, like they got pretty hurt with me that I left and I didn't blame them. I, I would have gotten pretty hurt with me for leaving too for that reason. And back then, you know, I was in love with the girl that I was with and I wanted to keep that relationship. It was my primary focus. And um, they stopped inviting me because of it because they knew that my girl wouldn't be okay with um, hanging out with a bunch of straight people for the weekend at a lake. Um, and so with that relationship, like I didn't go around straight people very much anymore. Um, my straight wifey, of course. And then, um, my other friend who was taken from me from my, because of my mom's lies, um, those two would come around and hang out with me every now and then. But, um, yeah, no, I just stopped doing it. And then more recently, um, since I moved to Florida, because of the way that the gay community is here, the majority of lesbians, their friends are all straight because it's the only ones that they can tolerate. So it's kind of been more now it's like, oh, okay, so the girls here are okay with straight friends. Yeah. I don't know. If you had a different situation than that, you feel free to like write me, um, tell me about it. I, um, that's just what I've gone through. And let's see, my second relationship, there was a lot of straight people, but that was all family. It was all her family um, and her friends. At that point, I don't think I really had any um, straight friends left except for my straight wifey. Um, but yeah, other than that, like, um, I don't really have any straight friends now, do I? My roommate, he's cool as fuck. He's a straight guy, and he's really awesome. I'm very thankful for him. My All my coworkers are straight, so and I consider them to be friends, so I guess those are my straight friends. Um, but other than that, I've been trying to meet some people in the gay community here, and yeah. So I guess I do at this point in my life have more straight friends than I do gay friends. Yeah, gay community is hard to navigate. All right, so um, that was my questions for the week. Hope I didn't bore you. I'm Like I said, I'm a little off this week, you guys. I'm so sorry. Next week, I'll be back to my um, normal chipper self. I've got an interview with Anna. She's a drag king, so I'm super excited. Um, here in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Uh, got some good questions for her. She'll be here in about two hours. We'll record that, and I'll release it couple of quick uh, side notes, please um, spread the word about my show. If you really like my show, if you listen to it every week, um, the bigger I get this, um, the more I can do. So if you want to help me in any shape or form in life, help me build this. Um, if you do shout out my show at any point in time, I will put you on the list of people to shout out Instagrams. Um, and then I'm thinking about, I make these hats, I paint them. Um, I'm thinking about doing a giveaway when I get closer to a thousand followers on my Instagram. So uh, we'll see. I don't know, maybe 500. We're almost to 500. I might do 500. And the way that I'm going to do it is... None of this, like, pick a name and a hat shit. I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is whoever gets me the most followers, 
whoever, because I'm going to put up a post and you can tag a bunch of people. And when all those people follow me on Instagram, after a certain amount of time, whoever tagged the most people that actually followed me, I will, uh, you'll get a chance to win a hat. It says Dyke on it. Um, I'll put up pictures of it, everything like that. So that's to come. Um, questions. I need questions. So if you have any questions, like I said, if you've listened to a show and you want more clarification or if you're wondering something about me, um, please send me those questions. If you want me to do research on something, if there's something that you're like, I don't understand this. Can you help me maybe figure it out? Send me that. I like teaching people shit. So, um, I'm always game to do some research and then teach somebody about what it is that I learned. Um, go check out my t-shirts, eat me tease, eat underscore me under t- underscore T E E Z. Go check out the shows, Instagram, um, the underscore dyke underscore show and fuck it. If you want to find me on my personal page, bottom underscore of the underscore moon, that page, people already know my page, um, on Instagram, that one Facebook page has gained a couple of followers, like 20 followers this week. Um, Facebook page is just the dyke under, uh, the dyke show. Facebook forward slash the Dyke Show. Easy peasy. Go check that out. I'm trying to build that as well. Yeah. Week seven. Like I said, sorry, you guys. Rough one. And um, hopefully the interview will be entertaining for you guys. Till then. Sunday at almost two o'clock in the afternoon. It's been a crazy fucking morning and I'm running behind, not by choice, by forced gesture. Anyways, um, so yeah, we're here with Anna. She's uh, dragging in the community in Port St. Lucie amongst many other amazing things. Um, how is your day going so far, Anna? It's going great. Love to be here. Thank sweet, you. Sweet, sweet. Yes. Um, tell the folks who you are. Well, um, actually, my name is Anna Santana. Yes, it is Santana. Anna, banana, Santana. Been called banana my whole life because it rhymes with Santana. Can't forget that name. Yeah, Anna Banana, I think, just kind of fits together anyways, (laughs) right? Yeah. Um, uh, What can I tell you? I'm originally from the uh, D.C. area. That's where I grew up. I was actually born in Mexico City. Moved to the States when I was three. Uh, Grew up in D.C. I don't know, lived there my whole life until I moved to Florida in 2001. Um, I don't know what can I tell you. I mean, I've uh, been heavily involved in the gay community in D.C. before moving down here. Then once down here, I've been involved here. I don't know. My life has evolved. Um, a lot of different things happening, you know, um, made changes and turning me into the person I am today. Um, so I'm here. Love to be here. I have questions for me. I'm willing to answer them. I love people. I love to entertain. Uh, got into it late in life. Um, actually in my forties. Nice. Um, but, uh, I love doing it. So sweet. 
What's up? Sweet. Cool, cool. So um, let's start from the beginning for you. Um, we were talking earlier, and you said that you knew pretty young that you were gay, but that you didn't come out until later on. So uh, go ahead and tell all my listeners. Uh, well, what can I tell you? Listen, when I was like nine years old, I had a best friend, um, and we used to play um, Barbie and Ken. And um, I felt good, you know. Um, you know that song, I Kissed a Girl, and I liked it? Well... Yeah, I kissed my not. You know, we're both nine years old. We kissed, kissed. You know, watching the Spanish soap operas. We like, <laughs> yeah, they kiss know. a lot in the Spanish. They do kiss a lot. So you know, I'm Spanish. You know, um, she was Spanish. You know, um, and so we're just like, oh, let's do that. You know, and uh, I liked it. What can I tell you? I, I had crushes on my teachers growing up. Some of my yeah, me too. I used know, to bring my fifth grade um, teacher apples all the time. Yep. And uh, oh my god, I I I was taking painting lessons. My mom had me signed up for like you know art lessons and those uh, learning how to do oil paints. And my fifth grade teacher, I was so in love with uh, with her. I I actually she was leaving, so I actually painted her uh, a painting. And it was one of my like best paintings. Even though I was really um, young, I was I'm really good at painting. Mm-hmm. I just you know for whatever reason I just have not delved into it. But I'm a natural at it. And it was a beautiful painting. That, and my mom was upset that I was giving it to my teacher because she wanted it. But now I had to make sure she had yeah, it. Yeah, she had it. And, That's um, awesome. But um, you know, I just knew um, it was hard because you know I went to an all Catholic elementary school, and then I went to an all Catholic high school. So you're talking in, the late seventies. Were these Catholic and strictly women, or was uh, it Catholic co-ed. and mixed gender? Okay, co-ed. Co-ed. Yeah, okay. no, yeah. Just out of curiosity, because it's a two different yeah, environments. Two for different sure. environments, but still very, you know, oh, yeah. very mm-hmm. heavily regimented, whatever. But uh, so you're talking, you know, I, I, I was in, a, yeah, I was in, you know, um, but it was difficult, you know, because I knew what I felt, and all I kept hearing in religion class is like homosexuality is a sin, blah 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 blah, yeah. and. Uh, but I have to say my first experience experience as, you know, as I got older was when I was um, a freshman. I was about 15, 16. Um, I played softball like every good lesbian does. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, in the county Softball league. or soccer. Yeah, and I did both. I did soccer <laughs> and, uh, and softball. I, I was a really good goalie, believe it or not. Well, I was a fullback. I, I was a goalie and a forward for two weird reasons, but... Me and my, because um, I was right, and mm-hmm. I had a center, and mm-hmm. we got this move down where we would get down to the goal, and she'd kick the ball over to me, and I'd hit it in with my thigh. She'd get it airborne, and i hit it with my thigh, and we scored every, every fucking time, time because <laughs> no goalie was even thinking that we were going to fucking do it. Right. And, oh, dude, we got that move down. Our coach was like, that's epic. Right. Yeah. So I stopped being goalie so much, and all of a sudden, I was sitting there running up, you know, right. but I loved the game. Either way, I loved, I was really good goalie. Was, I loved being I goalie. A goalie. I was a goalie yeah. or fullback. I was defense all the time. Nice. Um, yeah. But uh, so her name was Lois, and I belonged to, um, you yeah, know, she played on an opposite team. And, you know, I don't, we'd always, like, say hi, whatever. You know, now when we were playing against each other, it was just like, you know, okay, we're going to kick your ass, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, we, um, she invited me to her birthday party. She invited a group of us, you know, from our team to her birthday party. Well, the, some of them, you know, I went to school with, so we went, they, all the Catholic schools, so we went to, um, there was like an October fest at the church, you know, and we, were, we belonged to the Catholic youth group, right, CYO group. So we all planned to go there, and then from there, my friend who could drive at the point, because she's two years older than me, she drove us over to Lois's party. We like, we kind of like snuck out of the Oktoberfest thing and went over to Lois's party. So we're at the party, whatever, you know. And all of a sudden, I'm like, you know, Lois says, Anna, come up here. So she's like on the top. So I'll go upstairs, right? Go in. She's in her room. I'm like, what are you doing up here? She goes, no, come here, come here. So I go into her room, man. She closes that door behind me. 
And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And she just came up to me and fucking like laid it on me, man. Okay. So like, you know, so I'm she like, was oh my god. Yeah, she was, man. So but here, you know, my my other, you know, my friends who don't know, you know, that any, you know, they're downstairs all of a sudden they're knocking on the door. Anna, Anna. I'm like, oh my god. You know, Do you think that they knew you were that you were gay? Did you think they had any idea? No. Well, I mean, obviously, obviously, this chick well, did because she made it out right, with you. Right. But do you think the other people no, in the situation? No, did? they no. didn't. No. Uh, other than maybe my friend Karen, because she was two years older than me, and she, I had the inkling that she was, and we were best friends, man. We hung out all the time, and like I felt like I sensed it from her, but mm-hmm. like she wouldn't open up about it. And at one point, I she, had a few friends like that. Now I wonder point, if they're gay or not. <laughs> and then at one point, she like started hanging out with this other chick all of a sudden from work. And then she'd be like, "Hey, I can't, I can't." You know, we'd make plans. Oh, I can't right now. Well, as it turned out later, it was her girlfriend. She yeah. came out to me. Yeah. She took, she took me. She finally said, "Hey, Anna, um, you know, you want to go with us to this club?" You know, I had we had fake IDs. You know, back in the of day, course. it worked. You know, and I'm like, okay, sure. So she came, picked me up with her friend. She introduced me to her friend. I had a gut feeling already. I'm like, you know. It was that gaydar going off in me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we went to this club, right? So we're at this bar, and I'm, like, looking, and I see guys coming in. But I see them coming in, and they're going to, another, to like, this door to the back. Yeah. And then I'm, all of a sudden, I just, like, it dawned on me because I'm looking around, and all I saw were women. That's it. And the guys I'm were going elsewhere. I'm in a gay elsewhere. club. I'm like, oh, my God, I think I'm in a gay club, right? So I'm, like, Beautiful. waiting and waiting. So finally, man, my, I, went to the, I went to the restroom, and my friend came out of the stall, whatever. I said, dude, where the fuck are we? Because, like, there's guys coming in here, but the guys aren't on the dance floor. They're, going, they're coming in, but I don't know where they're going. Was it just was it a separate guy bar that they were was, they were attached to? Well, what it was, it was um, it was one of the best well known bars in DC. It was called yeah. um, Zigfields at the time, and it was a drag show. So it was a drag show bar, uh-huh. but they'd have ladies' night, you know, one night a week. And so when you walked in, it was a huge bar with a big dance floor in the stage area, whatever. But then there was a door back by the thing where you went to another bar, but that's where the naked men danced. That's where the men, yeah. the male dancers were. When I lived and in New Mexico, the, the bear room or something like that. Yeah. When when I lived in New Mexico, um, we the before I came out, I used to go. It's funny because before I came out, I used to go to gay bars all the time. Mm-hmm. After I came out, it took me a while to find a gay bar to go to because the one that I used to go to had closed down. Right. But it was called Pulse, which is crazy for me because when you guys talk about Pulse, yeah, uh, my yeah. memories of Pulse is there was a Pulse in New Mexico mm-hmm. from nineteen. I think it was from, like, 1989 until, like, 2000 and maybe two it finally shut down. Like, it was a very heavily known gay club in New Mexico for years. And what they did was Pulse was the guy's one and Blue was the girl's one. And they were attached and they had the separate rooms and it was cool because, like, everybody kind of intermingled. Like, you could go to both sides. Right. But, like, you know, the women stayed in Blue and the guy stayed in Pulse. And I used to fucking love going there. I had some, this guy handed me mushrooms in the middle of the dance floor there one night. It was amazing. Like that place was epic. So I love yeah. bars like that. I wish right. they, I wish those still existed. They don't exist anymore. Yeah, no. Um, it was just crazy, dude. But, um, but that's what that bar, so that's how I found out that she was because she said, well, listen, yeah, it's a lesbian, it's a, yeah. le- it's a gay bar. It's lesbian night tonight. The guys are going to the back because that's where the male, de- I'm like, and then you know what my reaction was? I got pissed. And so I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad because I'm gay too. No, I, w- I got angry. Like I got angry at her because she'd kept this from me this whole time. And, you know, so um, I didn't speak to her for like two weeks after that, you know, because I was angry at her because like I knew she was gay and I'm feeling like I'm gay. And why couldn't you, why couldn't she just tell me? And then all of a sudden she tells me like 
where we're at the bar, you know? And yeah. instead of me being, it was just a weird reaction. And I don't know what I was angry about. I still don't know. When I look back at that memory, I don't know why. I mean, I talked to her after a month or two months. Yeah. I said, I'm sorry. And, you know, whatever. But I was just like really like angry and hurt because I was her best friend and it took her that long. How long was it just out of curiosity? It took her almost like four months to, to finally take me to that gay bar and then finally tell me that that was her girlfriend. Did, and, and if she kind of, I mean, I guess I can kind and, of understand it because if she kind of knew that you were gay too, it sure would have been nice to have that support, especially when you were going through this at, when you yeah, said 15, right? Yeah, yeah she, I was 15. I was 15 and she yeah. was 17 because she was a junior and I was a yeah, freshman. Yeah, so of course you kind of wanted like that yeah. that support yeah. and it would have been nice to have it for that amount of time. Right. But I, yeah, it's it's weird what what situations can happen that you feel like that in and you're like, I don't even realize yeah. why, I don't even understand why I'm feeling that way. Right. Yeah. And, uh, those are, but these yeah. are good job yeah. on uh, how, being able to say sorry though because a lot of people yeah. don't say sorry. No, I said I'm sorry because she was yeah. my best friend and I was like, I'm sorry, I yeah. don't know why I reacted this way but you know, and after that, then we hung out. We used to go, to the, you know, we used to sneak down to the bar, you know, yeah, whatever. That's cool. um, but it was still hard coming out because you know we we both went to the same high school at that time, and it was a Catholic high school, and um, you know it it was hard because it was just it just wasn't acceptable at all. Still at that, I mean, you're talking 19, you know, 80. I mean, uh, that was in 80. Um, I graduated in 82, so you're talking from 77 to 82, you know, or 78 to 82. You know, being and then like you know, being there and having to go to the high school dances and this and that and the other, and you know, yeah, um, I did have a girlfriend at the time, but yet I still had a boyfriend. I I, I basically had to live like two lives. Yeah, yeah, you definitely back then you had to do that. I had a boyfriend for face and, for face, and you know, mm-hmm. and my, my girlfriend at the time was one of my schoolmates. Yeah. You know that we just happened to be really good friends and things just happened and you know whatever so we would always double date and we'd always double date with uh this um my friend our friends tim and richard who actually later on in life found out that they're both and well we kind of sensed that they never came out to us in high school yeah but we always hung out with them and yeah, they were, you know, whatever. well later on years later realized that they're they're gay because i ran into my friend tim at a metropolitan community church picnic in DC one time. And I'm like, Oh my God, it's like, are you serious? It was just crazy. So, I mean, come on, they always say the rule is 10%. So my graduating class is 400. So I figure there's at least 40 of us out there still have only ran into two people that I know of for sure. Other than that, you know, if they are, they, they're not saying, you know, yeah. whatever, but, um, yeah, I used to have an aunt and an uncle that, that, um, well, it was my aunt and her husband, my uncle, mm-hmm. um, my theory on it is they had a house in Connecticut and a house in New York. She lived in New York because she owned a salon or something like mm-hmm. that. And then he lived in, maybe it was Pennsylvania. I think it was, it wasn't Connecticut, it was Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew, I knew from hanging out with her that she was a lesbian. And I was like, and I knew from hanging out with him that he was gay. And I'm like, you guys live apart. Like, you guys are definitely doing the whole, like, married for the holidays type thing but you know we're a we're a roman catholic italian family so oh, yeah you you kind of do that and this was back i mean when i was 17 so in the 90s you know 90 
97, 98. Yeah. And even at 97, 98, it's it wasn't. Still, it, yeah, was, it was the, still high school is way different for gay people nowadays than it oh was for in 97. Have, I can listen, promise you well, that much. Come on. You, you can be. I mean, here in Florida, they have, you know, some of them have the, the groups now, you know, but they're. Oh, yeah, there's the, the straight alliance groups. And some yeah. of them, because still St. Lucie County is very, uh, very backwards. They don't, you know, they don't want to acknowledge that they have gay kids in their school. You know. Really? Oh yeah. I don't. haven't really done too many. They don't. Yeah. I don't there's only one have school. kids in schools think, here in New uh, Mexico. They're, they're very supportive. Yeah, of the there's gay only community. one high school that actually has like a straight gay alliance. Mm-hmm. They've tried to start them in the other high schools, and they just don't. They don't. They don't get the support that they need. Correct. Um, what about the college? Does the college have I it here? Think, well, yeah, actually, um, in uh, Indian River Community College, they do have, uh, which it, it's going pretty strong from what I from what I see. Beautiful. But, what I'm saying is St. Lucie County as a whole is still, you know, backwards. They, they don't want to acknowledge, they don't want to acknowledge that there's an HIV issue here. They don't want to acknowledge that there are, you know, uh, LGBT youth in the high schools. They, they, they're still kind of like in this, like, Bubble. if we ignore it, it just doesn't exist. Yeah, gotcha. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was hard. I mean, even when I graduated, you know, um, High school, it was hard because I still was living. I mean, I had to live a double life until I finally, at the age of 23, after I, uh, plus I was Roman Catholic. My mom is from Mexico, you know, very Roman Catholic. Yeah, Roman Catholic is, and now it's crazy because the Pope is like, yes. Oh, I love the new Pope. Yes. I, I, listen, I love the new Pope. I think he is yeah. I, I think that he's, he's doing wonderful. great things for the Catholic yes. religion. He's definitely helping them evolve, evolve in evolve. the times. Mm-hmm. And that's what you got to do yeah. as human beings. No matter what your beliefs are, as mm-hmm. long as you're evolving, that means you're doing good things. Yeah. And, um... I I know Roman Catholic from when I was young, and then the multiple religions that my mom used to have us go through mm-hmm. when I was young. But um, I gotta say, when I, I I don't follow them anymore. But when I heard that he was doing this, it made my heart feel so good because yeah. I'm like, yes, thank you. And it's not just because it's benefiting gay people it's because it's benefiting humanity yes big time and and i and i just feel like it's a really healthy thing for anybody that's in that belief system because honestly most gay people that i meet that are religious are are catholic Mm -hmm. i mean that are gay are catholic most of them most like i i think i know a few christian ones but for the most part and it's everywhere and that's because it's like I, I just feel like those um, people in that religion, for whatever reason, just the, it's the races that follow the religion too. I feel because mm-hmm. Italians, there's a lot of gay Italians. Oh my god! Yeah, there's a lot of gay um, Italians. <laughs> I just think that for for me, this new pope, um, he just really to me emulates the Christ. You know, not Jesus. I mean, he emulates the Christ that we are all human beings and we all deserve. God created all of us, and yeah. he believes that. Whether, and he's very humble. You know, he's about helping people who yeah. are in need of being helped. So, to me, he's like the first. Pope yeah, he ever invited that kid into it into the the one the guy the um I think I don't remember if he was transgender or I don't remember the specific story. Sorry, I'm really bad with mm-hmm. that. But he had been basically completely disrespected by his church and told to leave. And the Pope contacted him and had him come into the, the yeah, yeah, into the Vatican. Yeah, no, I just think he's an incredible Pope. Yeah, you know, yeah. Awesome. But, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it was hard. I mean, even, you know, um, coming out, I mean, I got married um, because I thought that um, I needed to be married because, you know. That's what you're taught it, to it do. Was so, it was so hard. I mean, it still mm-hmm. wasn't talked about. People were getting beat up. People, you know, um, that I said, well, you know, maybe I could, maybe... I, you know, if I married, 
you know, um, his name was Mike. He was in the army. Um, and I loved him as a person. I thought he was great. You know, I mean, I, I was dating him, but I, I had a girlfriend on the side, you know, but he was like really in love with me. He's like, you know, let's get married. I want to marry you, blah, blah. I mean, deep down inside, I didn't, you know, I was like, I, I don't know if I can do this, but you know, the society was, you know, and plus my family and my mom, particularly my mom, you know, um, the whole Catholic thing was like, okay, well, maybe if I got married, maybe I could be straight. Maybe I could, you know, I, I could get rid of me being, a, you know, a lesbian. Dude, my marriage lasted nine months. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm like having sex with him and I'm having to envision a woman. Ah, sucks. Okay. All right. With a dildo. Okay. I mean, I'm you know, being blunt here. I'm like, that's exactly <laughs> what I had to envision in order to even enjoy like, in my mind, that was a woman. You know, I never so. even tried doing that. I don't know if I was able to do that. I just always remember going, God, all my friends are saying that this is supposed to feel good. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm like, yeah, this does not feel good. This is not. So, listen, after doing that for, like, nine months, I'm like, you know what? I can't do this. I can't live a lie. I can't. Did you get it annulled? Because at that point, or did you just get divorced? No, no, no. We, not got, we did not have a big church wedding. No, I just, okay. we just got married. We just got married at the courthouse. Yeah, gotcha. no. Okay. Yeah, no, I was not doing, no. He wanted to have the whole church yeah. wedding, and I was like, no, because Not that I, girl. Listen, no, not me. I'm not getting married in any church. That's what we did. I, I paid, like I said, I paid $130 for my, my wedding, and it was because we went to the courthouse. We paid $32 to get the marriage license mm -hmm. and then we paid this guy to move his living room furniture around and marry us in his living room for a hundred bucks and then my mom bought us our honeymoon get this my mom bought us our honeymoon dinner we went mm -hmm. to go eat dinner i was five months pregnant with my son we went home that day just happened to be his best friend's birthday Mm -hmm. And so they went out, and three days later, I found out that on our wedding night, I didn't sleep with my ex-husband, but a stripper did. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. so I paid $130 for that, and then um, when I finally decided to leave him uh, four years later, I uh, paid out, like, I think it was, like, $7,890-something yeah, to get divorced. What? Yeah, he didn't want to pay child support, uh, and he was trying to petition for full custody, even though he was drinking, like, an 18-a-pack a day and didn't see his kids for the first six months after after I... Um, oh, my God, that's insane. Yeah, he's that he's that dude. He, um... Oh, I mean, just being honest here, he, um... Hadn't seen his kids in six months. I called him because I was stuck doing something. I think I was sick or something. I was in the hospital something. I was like, you have to go get the kids from the daycare. Period. The end. You have to go. Like, you can't not go. I have no one else. You have to go or they're just going to sit there. So he finally goes and he realizes that the girl that watched, watched my daughter mm -hmm. was hot. And um, he started dating her. While we were trying to figure out our marriage still, we were still, like, because I had two kids with him, so I was trying to figure something out. I was trying to get him to get his shit straight is what I was trying to do. I wanted him to stop drinking and being abusive, period, the end. And um, I went over one day to pick him up for a, a counseling session that we had, and there was a picture of him making out with the babysitter on his dashboard. Because this is back when people actually used to, you know, do pictures. It was, like, what was it? It was, uh, like, 2000 and my daughter... Was my daughter around? Yeah, my daughter was young, so this was like 2001. And yeah, I still use Polaroid cameras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, which we call it? Yeah, found wow. out that they were together. Now they're married. They've been married for 12 years, and they mm -hmm. have two kids together. 
Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So, uh... Because yeah, I was married. So, yeah, I understand the whole... No, coming out was hard. So, when that ha- when I realized that happened, that's when I finally I said, you know what, I need to come out. And I said, you either like me or you don't like me. Yeah. I don't care, but this is who I am. This is me. And I lost some really good, close, straight girlfriends. It's crazy something as crazy as sex can determine your entire like, fucking what, being. Yeah, it's like, what does it matter who I go in the bedroom with, okay? What not does it matter? I'm not asking you to join or do anything or watch, you know? It's like, what does it matter? Yeah. So... You know, I lo- when I came out to some of my close girlfriends, you know, that were straight, that were my best, like, good close friends, you know, yeah. some of them stopped talking to me. I was like, really? Yeah. All of a sudden, oh, we've, yeah, been, I lost we've, been, we've been best friends, friends, you know, we've been, mm-hmm. you know, we've been best friends since, like, you know, even though we didn't go to the same high school, that you know, we've been best friends since, like, grade school, and now all of a sudden, because I'm gay, I'm telling you I'm gay, what are you, you know? What you think you're going to catch it from me, or you know, like this I feel like those people, people are somewhat like maybe secretively gay, or maybe they're like just. Why are you so afraid of it? Is my question. Yeah, I, 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 I think that people who are really afraid of it are that homophobic. I think it's because they're fighting themselves. I think that deep down inside, maybe yeah. they are gay, but they can't allow mm-hmm. themselves because of their. And it mostly boils down to whatever their religious. Not maybe their religious belief, but their family's religious mm-hmm. belief, and they don't want to, you know, lose that. And unfortunately, you know what? Sometimes you do lose your family, but then, then eventually your family comes back because yeah, at some maybe. point, well, maybe. Yeah, my mm-hmm. mom, you know, here it is. What I've been out over thirty years now, you know, and she still has an issue with it. She's mm-hmm. gotten better. It's something to be afraid but, of, unfortunately, because it happens. I mean, you can see the guy, like I said, that movie, um, A Friend of God. I don't know if you've ever seen it. But um, in that movie, there's a segment on gays and um, the number one leader of the gay anti-gay organization. The one that used to throw the signs and the mm-hmm. phone in his Bibles. I mean, he was bound in a hotel room paying a male hooker with church money. So I just feel like you're right. Like the, the more afraid they are of it. The, that's more, the more chance of that's who they are, that and a lot of it's are. that. A lot of it's the religious submission that they are under because you'll lose everybody, and and then you'll be looked down upon as a human by the people that you care about the most. Yeah, it's it's insane. But you yeah. know, I I just decided. You know, I came out and came out. Everybody in my family was very supportive. My dad, he's like, I could have told. When I told my dad, my dad was like, really. I said, I knew that already. I said, why didn't you talk to him? It's not my place. That's for your, that's for you to figure See, out. See, I don't feel like that. I don't you feel know? like that should be the way it is, to be honest and my with dad, you. I think, my dad I was like, I don't care. I love you. He goes, yeah. I love you as long as you're happy. Yeah. This is what my dad always said to me. As long as you're happy and you have a good job and you have health insurance, I'm happy for you. <laughs> that's all that's yes. awesome. That's all you want. You know? I'm like, dad, why didn't you ever say something to me? He's like, because it wasn't my place to tell you. I was waiting for you to. Yeah, I feel like I feel like parents need to. You know? I feel like parents need to change that. I think yeah. that if you see, because I I did, I changed that. I didn't do the whole when my my both my kids showed some signs, and I talked to them both openly about it. And I've talked to my daughter about it. I've talked to my son about it, and I've explained to them that's what you are. It's okay, and stuff like that. Because I have reaped ultimate percussions because I'm gay. So, for me. Like, I feel like these parents that do know that their kids oh, are yeah. gay should be like, hey, right. look, I'm, I'm just throwing this out there just because I'm your parent and I love you and I want you to know that I love you. Right. Yeah, of And course. if you are gay, then please start talking yeah. to me because if you're having... Because there were just recently a nine-year-old killed himself because yeah, no, he was being still, bullied because he was gay yeah, and still, he shot himself. There, 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 there is a serious... I know. There, there is, needs to be a different way of handling it. Is, there is. And that's why I think, I think that's why I think the schools also need to be open about it and know that there are yeah. 
you know, LGBT youth in their schools and they should, you know, they should have groups. I mean, uh, whether you agree with it or not, there's people out there that need to have support for what they're doing. Because there are, there, there's a big suicide rate among not just youth. There's a huge youth suicide rate, but just people in general, you know, Uh, but the, the youth, especially they need a place to go and they need to feel supported at home. Yeah. You know? Not like their whole life ahead of them is going to be just a dark-ass fucking place. Right. Because it's not. I yeah. mean, hello, it's not. Yeah. Listen, you know, once I came you out... Get your, you get your dark moments, yeah, but... You, you have your dark moments, but you know what? You are a human being. Yeah. You know, God made us, and I believe whatever God is, energy... What I don't even know. I just know there there's has to be something, and I believe that there is something, and God created... And that, yeah. that power... Whatever you, you want call to call it, it, you can call it whatever, whatever you, want. you want to call it. Call it. We are—we've been created, and we're all different. And you know, we're still human beings. We, you know, just because we happen to, you know, be attracted to the same sex, that doesn't make us any less human than anybody else. Okay, yeah. it doesn't matter. Love yeah. is love is love is love, no matter what. As long as you're living good, right, and treating people good, good. Yep. who gives a fuck what you do? When you're sleeping next to somebody. Exactly. Or who you choose to spend your life with. Exactly. You know, but, you know, and um, I mean, you know, thank God. I mean, there's been a lot, you know, the youth today have no idea. The gay youth today, some of them do. I think the majority don't because, you know, they've grown up. Things have changed so rapidly. Yeah. Where they now, you know, they... They now, you know, can be out in their school. They can yeah. be out everywhere. And you know, more it's, you know, it's so funny you know? that you bring this up because um, this week on Facebook, you know how the groups will put up things like, you know, what's your biggest pet peeve? What's your biggest, uh, what's your biggest, like, you know, pestivity or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I normally don't chime in on them, but this this day I was feeling extra extra fun, and so I, I chimed in, and what I said was the how disrespectful millennials are to the X generation. And so this millennial wrote me. She's I looked at her page. I think she's probably like 22, 23. And she goes she goes something along the lines of um what did the X generation do for millennials? And I sit there thinking, you're a gay female in the millennial generation. So you don't know what it was like to be the X generation or the or, or the baby boomers. And go through that. And if you don't think that we... that Paved the way. Throw, yeah. Like, no joke. It's the whole... That whole... And I wasn't going to talk about this, but fuck it. That whole Eminem and MGK thing pisses me off. That MGK wouldn't even have a fucking mic to rap on if it wasn't for Eminem. That fucker is iconic. He's not just a rapper. He's iconic. He will go down in history books as a rapper who started, you know, white rapping and, like, really being good at it and showing that there are white people that can rap just as good as black people and a bunch of other shit. He did so many iconic things to make it to where all these mumble rappers can even do what they're doing. All they do is sit there and talk shit on their songs and make no sense. Who did that first? Eminem. And they're so disrespectful to him, and it pisses me off because I'm like, that's actually why I had posted a post about it because I'm like sitting there going... This person is iconic and paved the way for this guy and it's complete disrespect from him. He's a millennial. 
the gay community, these millennials, they have no clue what we had gone through in discrimination-wise because, like you said, the high schools nowadays, they're way more accepting. The crowd is way more accepting. A matter of fact, like, there's there's a lot more people willing in high school. Like, my daughter's in high school out. right now. Yeah, and they, they all talk about how they might be pan or bi. It's, it's yeah, an okay place to be. When I was a freshman in high school, I watched one of my buddies get beat up every fucking day because he was gay. Like, it was completely different. And we had to fight for our rights. And we had to fight. And who the fuck was doing that the baby boomers and the x generation and the millennials weren't even a fucking thought yet so why are they why are they like being so they don't because they don't know the history yeah. they, i just wrote her back because i wanted to be yeah. nice and i didn't want to become like a bitch i was like a right. lot right i mean you know i've been to you know i okay. was there in dc in 93 for one of the big uh LG, you know march on washington's i've been that's on, right you were I saying how many marches have you been in three the, three the three major ones in dc I, I was a part of um it was it was amazing to be a part of that thank you for doing um, that and uh it, 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 you know and, and going back you know i mean the thing started in stonewall you know i mean yeah. if it wasn't for you know the drag queens in the community back in the you know, 60s when stonewall yeah. happened the, the gay movement wouldn't have happened you got Harvey Milk, you know. Um, there, there's so many people um, that throughout the years have been able to push, you know, to where we are today where, you know, now, you know, yes, we can finally get married, you know, legally. Um, you know, kids are more open, you know, even though we still have a long way to go. Um, but the majority of people can be who they are, you know. Um, but the youth has to. The youth have to look back into history. You've got to know your history, mm-hmm. whether it's with the gay movement or the history of this country. We are in a place right now where things are all crazied up because you know we've been moving forward and progressive as as a whole. And now with yeah, who, oh yeah, know, we're at a complete pa- hole. The, the powers that be. If anything, we're reversing, okay. unfortunately. You know, and you know, I'll mention you know the big T who mm-hmm. like started this whole thing with this whole whatever. You know, we've we've got to, as a country, come together and just realize that, you know what, we're just all human beings wanting the same things. We yeah. just want to have good jobs. I mean, every time I you hear know, about so race human beings, stop, or you know, homosexuality, any of it. It doesn't matter your yeah. so- sexual orientation. Yeah. doesn't matter whether you're white, yeah. Hispanic. We're all human you know, beings. We all die. Asian, all whatever. Born. Yes, we all, all bleed. The same. We all bleed, okay? We yeah. just want good jobs, yeah. okay? Raise our families, whatever that have family good makeup life, is. Enjoy and life. that's it. That's yeah. it. Nothing else matters, yeah. you know? It's like, fuck it, get it together, people. Yeah. Be human. Yeah. You know? Be human. Yeah, have a have a have respect for humanity is exactly. really what the best and thing. And have respect for each other. Yeah. All right, yeah, so, so once you came out, um I would like to get into your uh drag king. To Carlos. To Carlos. Carlos. How did Carlos that? happen? Dude, um I that didn't happen until oh my god, when I moved when I finally moved down here to Florida. Um, I started working at Rebar as a part-time job. I did, uh, that was the bar here in Port St. Lucie. I did, uh, security and then I did the door. Um, but you know, um, uh, we would have, you know, entertainers come in on Friday or Saturday night, the drag shows. And, um, I, um, I remember, uh, I think it was Spikey Dikey the first time Spikey came and it was like, I was just like, wow. Okay. That's pretty hot. Okay. Now back then she was a little bit more, she wasn't as, um, where she is now because she's totally changed her whole whatever but you know she was just I just thought that was amazing you know I was like oh my god I would love to do that and at the time my good friend my close friend uh, may rest in peace always um Mercedes Queen of Hearts she was our show director um amazing amazing cute amazing uh performer 
but more amazing as a person, Steve Gallant. Um, he, you know, he truly was the queen of hearts. I mean, he really kept our community together. He, you know, um, he was just an amazing person as Steven and, uh, and then as Mercedes. But I was just like, well, he goes, why don't you do drag? I'm like, me? I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm fucking 42. What are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, doesn't matter how old you are. I said, damn. I said, really? I said, I don't, I, it's too old. I'm too old to start this shit. He goes, Anna, you're never too old to do anything. I think you would, I think you would make an amazing drag king. I said, get the fuck out of here. He goes, you know what? There's a benefit coming up next month, and I want you in it. So I'm telling you right now, you're in it. So you better come up with a name. That's and, awesome. And get your shit, you know, whatever. I want you in it. I'm like, are you sick? He goes, oh, Anne is in it. Come, you better come up with a name. I'm like, fuck. So I How did think, you come up with Carlos? Well, I like the name Carlos. So, like, you know, I thought, well, if I were... If I was born a guy, what name would I like? I like Carlos. I, you know, it sounds good in Spanish and it sounds good in English, Carlos. Then I'm like, okay, but Carlos what? So I'm like, I, I was just thinking, like, not coming. You know, at that time, I drank Corona beer. I was really big into drinking Corona beer. So one night, as I'm like having several, several Coronas, I used to several, love Corona. Several Coronas later, I just I was looking at the, you know, I was just there and I went to pick up the bottle to drink it. And it just happened, the Corona tag, and I'm like, Carlos. Carlos Corona. I drink Corona. Carlos Corona. And and I said, that's perfect. I love it. I love it. I love this story. Basically, that's awesome. I came up with a name because I drank Corona. So Carlos Corona came into being. That's been my stage name. Um, How many years now? Well, since uh, 12 years, I guess. Beautiful. Um, I started off, like I said, started off doing benefits and then, um, how many shows do you think that you've done? Oh my God. I have no idea. In the last three years, a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, four years actually. Cause I started, um, I mean, I've been doing, I don't know how many, I've done so many shows, but I was doing benefits at first. Okay. Cause mm-hmm. I just, you know, that's how I was getting my experience, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I went from doing, you know, basically from doing benefits to actually just performing because I never really went through an amateur period. I just, you know, I don't know. I just, I'm very big at being, uh, knowing my lip singing has to be like dead on. Yeah. When I learn a song, I fucking learn it. I lip sing it so that when I'm up there, I, you know. That's awesome. That whatever. Um, I'm in that degree. I'm a perfectionist, but I'm also very freestyle. I don't choreograph. I'm when I go out there. I'm just Carlos. I do what I feel at See, that moment. See, I think I would. I think I, that's how I would do it. If I was going to do that for sure, I think I would just make sure I had this song down and then just fucking go for it. Because that's what I do. Yeah. I mean, I do when I go out there, and I still get fucking nervous as shit. I mean, I you know. Yeah. How was I the mean, first one? How nervous oh were you about the first one? I was Talk, so tell me about I was, this. I had I had to have a couple of. Well, I still have to have a couple of shots before I get on stage. Yeah, the loosen you up a little bit. Yeah. But I was fucking nervous as shit. Like literally, I'm like, oh my god, like my head went blank. I'm like, I can't remember the words. Oh my god, I can't remember the words. What the fuck? You know, I can't. Like, I literally, I could. Yeah. And it still sometimes now happens where like my mind I'm so fucking nervous that yeah. I go blank now. Like, is it bigger crowds? Is oh, the bigger the crowd that makes you what makes you what makes you more nervous? You know what makes me more nervous is when I have people who come to see me that I know that yeah. are in the audience. 
understand. If I don't have anybody that I yeah. know out there, yeah. I'm okay. But when I have really close friends, like, hey, we're going to come see you. And I know there's like, you know, 20 to 30 people out there that specifically specifically came yeah, to those, see me. Those are your friends. I'm like, oh, shit. Come. That makes me fucking nervous as crap because I don't want to let them down. You know, it's like I want them to see a good show. Not that I don't want anybody else to see a good show. I want everybody to see a good show. Yeah, but, but, but they have a place but, in your heart. And I, you know, and I want to be at my best for them, yeah. you know. Um, but, yeah, I still get fucking nervous as shit. But I, I, all I can tell you is that once I know I'm coming up, I'm, like, nervous. I'm out there. I go outside and fucking smoke. If there's a, if it's a dressing room where I can smoke, I'm just puffing away. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm starting to, I start to sweat. And then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, I know I'm coming up. So the person is ending their song. I walk up to my spot behind the door, behind the curtain, whatever. They come in. So, you know, I'm waiting for them to introduce me, man. I'm like, oh, shit, Anna, okay, you got this. You know, you got this. It's okay, Carlos, you got this. Yeah, yeah. And, dude, all of a sudden I hear, you know, now here's your next entertainer. You know, they say, Carlos, Corona. Fucking people start yelling, and then the music starts playing. I don't know what happens. All I know is that that anxiety, that nervousness, yeah. it just fucking like, and that song comes on, and I and I step out because it's go time. I That's why it's because it's, like, it's time to it's do like, the thing. It's you know like, what I'm okay, saying? Boom! All of a sudden, yeah. I, I I don't know where that it just disappears. Like all of a sudden, that's it's awesome. Like, and I go out there and I do my thing. That's so awesome. I don't even listen. I don't even know. Like I go out there do my thing, and then I finish and I come back. And I'm like. I felt like it was just like 30 seconds. Like it went so fast. Like really? Yeah. And you do a whole song, right? Yeah, it's like, like three, it's, like it's about, no, no, most of my songs, cause they're usually high energy songs. Uh-huh. They're between like four and a half to five minutes. So okay. yeah, but it seems like I was just out there for 10 seconds. Yeah. 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 Okay. It goes quick. The only thing I, do, I mean, I've been doing it for 10 years now. So I started in my forties. I can't even tell you how many shows I've done in the last 10 years, benefits or whatever. All I can tell you is like, sometimes now I'm like, I, I literally, I make a joke about it cause I'll get on the mic and talk to people like, and I'll be like, hey, everybody. And I'm like breathing heavy now, you yeah. know? And it's like, damn, I feel like I need an oxygen tank up here. I'm getting too old for this. They need to have an, they need an, I need an, I need an oxygen tank so when I'm done, I can go put a mask on and I get the crowd laughing. But there are some times I fucking feel yeah. that way, like, oh my God. Yeah, ever since, when I went to go hang out with you the other night, that's one thing that I thought was pretty cool about you. You can tell you make people giggle pretty decently. Like you have that in your personality. Yeah. It's just natural for you. It just comes natural, which is super cool. I noticed that about you the other night when we went and had drinks. Yeah. I was like, she's just one of those people that can make fucking people laugh because she just you seem to be on your toes about stuff like that so yeah that's cool I'm just me i'm just easy yeah. going i don't think i find myself funny but everybody says i do um <laughs> you know you know you, well that's you know funny. you probably know Lori, but anyway she's yeah. a, she's one of my good you know i believe she bro. listens to the show so Lori, yeah, if you're Lori, listening, hey, hello. Lori. Hey, <laughs> she always likes my stuff on instagram yeah, and facebook so, so yeah so, so come excited. chill bitch come yeah, chill she's so excited you know it's like oh my god you know so, yeah, Lori, thinking about you, bro. But, yeah, she's always, like, cracked because I'm always cracking her up. Like, yeah. she's always, yeah. Yeah. You Lori know? has an awesome giggle, too. She has an awesome laugh. That's one thing I enjoyed when I was she, around her when she killed, would laugh. It's yeah. pretty good. Oh, yeah, she, it kills her that yeah. I'm so just, like, so, yeah. like, I, I am. I'm, I'm a free spirit. Go as, yeah. go as you flow. I just flow in my own yeah. whatever. So, like, you know, we usually hang on the weekends. She'll call me, like, are you coming over? I'm like, yeah, I'll be over as soon as I get some stuff done. Like, she can call me at 12. I won't show up till fucking three because I'm doing shit, you know, and then I get distracted and blah, blah, blah. She's been putting out silver alerts on me on Facebook. Are you serious? Seriously, she'll put silver alerts on my ass. I'm like, silver alerts? Really? She goes, another silver alert for Anna. 
You know, I think I actually just, saw one of those yeah, on your Facebook yeah. one time. I was like, "What is she talking?" I didn't know what she yeah, was talking about. That was you. Alert. That was me because I, you know, uh, they, she, they can't. You know, oh, I'm, I'm not hilarious. there. So she put no. She put one up like two weeks ago. I think that's and the one I saw. It was just a big thing. And our supervisor, who you know, I, I'm not friends with her yet on Facebook because I've never requested her. Mm. Well, our supervisor fucking like answered her back. What you lost, Anna? How? <laughs> <laughs> and Lori commented back. She's like, "Yeah, it happens all the time, but eventually she shows up. <laughs> she always shows That's up, awesome. but it's late." But um, yeah, I yeah. So I, you know, and I guess just the stupid. I just do silly stuff. I don't yeah. know. I don't think they're. I'm, be, I'm not being silly. It's just. I guess it's just me. Do you know. do you ever do um do you ever try to portray your silliness in Carlos's character? When I'm talking to the crowd, I try yeah. to. You know, um, I try to. I'm very. Uh, you know, uh, I'm very flirtatious up there. Like, you know, Carlos is like my, he's my alter ego. Um, so like when I'm up there, I, I try to be, you know, Carlos, you know, Rico yeah. Suave with the girls, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, even with the guy, with the gay guys, I mean, listen, I, oh, I, game and love studs. They oh love my them. God. Listen, you yeah. have no idea how many gay guys have tried to pick me up as Carlos, not knowing that I'm not really, that I'm, I've, I'm okay, not so, really so in, on a real note, I've seen you in drag in person and you do a very, very good job. You do Thank a you. very good job. Because I honestly, if I wouldn't have known who you were when I first saw you the first time, I would have thought you were a dude for sure. Yeah. I would have told you, you do such a great job at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> I, I, I like the way Carlos look. I'm like, damn, man, Carlos is pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> if I was a straight girl, I'd fucking date Carlos in a yeah, heartbeat, you know? That's awesome. Um, which is kind of funny because, like, I feel like I look better as Carlos than Anna. You know, I don't know. That's just me. I've heard, I, you know, I honestly think that's every drag king's statement because um, the ones that have come in my life, um, they always say that. They're like, it's, you know, that's what I would be if I was a guy. That's what I'd be. And I feel like drag queens do the same thing. I mean, if they were a yeah. woman, that's what they would be. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, when I'm up there, I, it's like, you know, I mean, I'm still pretty, I'm a pretty confident person as Anna too. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely I, I think when I'm in, in Carlos mode, I definitely, uh, that side of me dominates more. So I yeah. am much more confident, much more, you know, yeah. uh, it's, your, it's your skin in a way. Yeah. Um, but I love it. You know, um, when I'm out there performing, I'm very, I'm very interactive. Have you only performed in Florida? Yeah, this is where I started. Okay, so you so, haven't gone, like, out of state? No, I've been okay. just locally. I mean, uh, you know, um, just done Florida. This is where I started. Um, like, a lot of my lesbian friends from D.C., like, they love it. My high school friends, and like, my straight friends that are married yeah. that I've been friends with, like, they love it. When I, like, they post all That's day. Awesome. They, they, they love me as Carlos. I've been amazed that I've had such awesome support from my straight high school friends that, you know, I knew in high school and, you know... Because we, even though we were 400 in the class, I was, because I was in sports, I belonged, just like now, in my life now, I've yeah. just always been that, that social person that yeah. everybody liked. Yeah, so you, you so kind I of bounce in all I different can, yeah, I can, I can, I can groups of people. mix and mingle yeah. with everybody because I'm, you know. I, That's I'm how I was me. in high school. I had like a few groups of people that you know, I would hang out with. Yeah, I, I'm just me because, you know, I was never, I, I was always with there. I was never in one clique. I was in all, all, of, them, all yeah. of them. I would just, because I'm just very friendly, yeah. you know. But, um, and they support me. They love it. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe that's you, you know, but yeah, it's me, you know. Yeah. Um, I just love it. Um, like, even now, you know, um, since we don't have a gay 
bar in Port St. Lucie anymore. Um, I've been hanging out at um, at Mumbles, you know. Yeah. And a lot of the people there, like I've known them, you know, they've gotten to know me in the past year, and I've made a lot of really good people there. That's awesome. And like I've gone, they're like, come in here, Carla. I enjoyed it the other night. That was a fun place to be. Yeah, it is. You know, because they've heard me talk about it and stuff. Yeah. Like, you need to come in here as Carlos. You should come. Dude, do it. Like, I, do I, it I, in did, the, I did it. Oh, you I did? did. Well, I was going to say, let me take pictures because I have my They've been asking me to do it again, you know, because I've been in there once before. Yeah. Like, they're like, come, come on. I said, okay. So one night, I said, what the fuck? I've never gone just out. The next time you decide to do that, hit me up. I will grab my camera and I will come and take, like, I know they won't care. I'll just take, like, some pictures of you sitting at the bar and shit as Carlos. That'd be be. Um, epic to have I said you know what yeah I've only dressed up as Carlos to perform yeah they won't oh, no let me do it so I did yeah you know I got dressed do up do drag queens only dress up for performance have you ever seen I mean I have a friend who's a drag queen well, in California was, and he'll wear makeup every day but like well, he doesn't actually wear girls clothes it depends like I mean outside the, of drag. the ones that the ones that live their life as a woman and they still perform they do that the ones that still live their life as a as a Man, okay, that makes do, sense, yeah, because of a certain that. somebody that we know, which name shall yeah, remain right. quiet. Yeah, that's I mean, true. I understand. It, it yeah. all depends on how they live their life on a general basis. Yeah, because some some, some men live as a woman and do the drag queen, and then some women live as a man and do the. Or, sorry, did I say that wrong? Some, drag king. Yeah. Some men do drag, but live their regular life as a man. Yeah, but they enjoy doing drag. Yeah, you know, the, it, it, you know, there's just so many freaking like. Oh yeah, things it's, weird. it's it's weird, crazy, but like um, so I did it. I actually just said, you know what, I'm gonna go out. They want me to come out. I came out. Oh my god, it was so much fun. Like I walked in, but you know what happened to me? I'm like the one freaking night that I decide to do it. A couple of the people that wanted me to come in there as Carlos were there, but a lot of the other ones weren't there. The one freaking night that I decide to go there, okay, as Carlos. Now, first I went to meet um, Lori and Nicole over at the freaking that new billiard place that was over there and i walk in there i'm thinking okay billiard place all right it's gonna be dark dude it was bright as fuck in there and i walked in there as i'm like oh my god it is way too bright here i went and saw Lori and nicole i'm like look i'm i'm in i said hi but i'm out of here because this place is way too bright for me okay so i left so i went to where i need to go then i get to to mumble and dude there was all these like bike uh, motorcycles outside. Oh my! Oh my God! Oh yeah! Because sometimes every now and then, you know, you know, the bikers come in there, and they're they're actually really cool. Okay. Yeah. But so here I am as Carlos, right? And I fucking walk in, and like, there's like no hardly anybody that I know that I recognize in there, <laughs> and there are all these bikers, and there's only like a couple of people like, hey Anna, you know, hey Carlos, you know, I'm like, hey. And I'm like, I went up to the bar. I'm like, are you serious, Jeanette? Why didn't you warn me or something? I didn't know you were choosing to come as Carlos tonight. I would have told. I said, well, it's okay. Those are all my buddies. They're not going to care. They're not even going to notice, girl, because I didn't even notice until you opened your mouth that that was you. Because she'd never seen me, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, so I felt a little apprehensive, but actually, like, Fuck it. I said, fuck it. So I was just there. The guys were, I was playing pool with one of them. There's been times in my life that I wanted to see what I would look like as a guy. And so like, I, I, I would never do anything performing wise that way. But like, because, okay, before I came out, I wore nothing but boys clothes. And then after I came out, I started wanting to be more femme. So I started wearing like dresses and Mm -hmm. shit. So I know what I look like in boys' clothes, but I always wondered what I would look like if I really, like really did it. Like, you know, short haircut, baseball hat, cap, you know nice styled boys outfit and just see like what I would look like and what response I would get. 
But then I'm like, ah, oh, no. Just you, can always, you can always grow your hair back. Your hair grows. Oh yeah, you know? no, I, I won't ever cut. I won't ever cut my dreads out, dude. <laughs> I took my dreads out one time for 24 hours, and I literally had like a, the most depressing 24 hours. Right. And I put them right back in. I was like, fuck it, because my mom had offered me $500 to take them out and leave them out for six months. If I left them out for six months, I got the $500. Right. And so I was like, okay, I need money right now. And obviously, my mom's just pissed that I have dreads, so I'll just mm-hmm. do it. And my dreads, I can comb in. I can comb them out. Um, you lose a little bit because a lot of the hair at the bottom of your dreads is no longer attached to your scalp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, because when you have dreads, you don't lose hairs the way that everybody else does. It just goes into the dread. And so, um, so I did it, and I went to bed crying. And I woke up the next morning, and I resectioned my hair and put my dreads right back in. <laughs> Which was kind. Of, it was. It was cool though, in a way, because I wasn't happy happy with the sectioning of that set of dreads I took out. So it gave me a chance to like fix that real quick because this is the set that I this was the last set that I put in was the one before where I took them out from my mom and I love the sectioning of these ones and so yeah but I've always wondered what it would feel like to just get totally dressed up because there's plenty of guys that have dreads I'm pretty sure I could do mm-hmm. something with my dreads to oh, yeah, sure. make me look more like a guy yeah. for sure definitely. Yeah. I just always wonder about exactly. it. Like, you know, well, I mean, Halloween's coming up, you know, if you want to put the, I, I can put the facial hair on you. And go okay, so now. quick question, yes. and I want to ask you a question about this. Okay. Because, um, and this is not to be disrespectful to anybody, no. but I've seen drag kings who have their beard, and some of them don't do a very good job at it. And I'm like, just take some time and educate yourself and do it. Your beard and mustache, I was checking it out on your Facebook. Dude, it's on point. You do a very good job of it. What is that... Are you drawing that on, like the Are way that you, you do know, it, or is it actual that? hair? It's it's actual hair, dude. When I go get listen, okay, you see how I wear my yeah, you know, I get my hair cut short. No joke. When That's I go, what you listen, use? when I go to the barber, I go with my little uh, you know glad you know <laughs> plastic bag, and I'm like, hey, be careful. You know, I I make him like sweep around my chair so that there like there's nothing but yeah. a clean floor around me yeah so in case something falls on the floor i can get it yeah but no i use my own hair i i when i go get my, my how hair, do you make it stay is it a, it's like yeah, a facial glue or something it is it's um it's called spirit gum um it, it it's theatrical uh oh yeah okay. it's called spirit gum it's theatrical yeah. glue yeah um uh, it's a bitch to get off even if you have like a uh, spirit removal doesn't work very well it's yeah. a bitch to get off but um you you put that on yeah okay um well the first thing i do there's this thing called black ash it's like a black powder yeah, yeah. that i usually i put on and then i go i you know spread it out so it looks like that's what gives me like that dark shadow yeah the shadow that you put and, yeah yeah and then i go then i do the um then over that depending on where i'm going to put my hair or whatever then i do the glue and then you know what i do is i cut my hair up like really really te- i mean i take scissors and i'm cut 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 yeah. until it's like 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 maybe this like fine yeah okay Sometimes, you know, I probably should leave it a little bit longer because it'll give her more. But it's, I cut it up and then you put the glue on, you let it, like you put it on, you wait like about 10 seconds so it gets a little tacky. And uh-huh. then you use um, like a facial, like makeup, like makeup yeah, brush. brush? Like yeah. ma- you, you dip it into the hair yeah. and then you put it on and then you take the makeup brush and you just sweep it, you know, and yeah. that's basically it. Now, Sometimes, like sometimes, I'll have someone help me. Like if it's a really important, a really important show for me, and I want to be really on point, on point. Yeah, I might get somebody to help me because I have a hard time. I can get for whatever I'm right-handed. Yeah, for whatever reason, my my I think it's my left 
mustache coming down, I can get perfect. But doing the right side, mm. I don't know. It, you coming never, from a woman that uses never, eyeliner every day, you welcome to my struggle because that's the same okay. thing. I'm I'm right handed, and I can always get this eye beautifully, or no, this eye beautifully, yep. and this side always sucks. Okay, so it's like it, you can't you as a as a person out there you can't tell, but, but me because I'm looking at it, it is like slightly off, and yeah. I don't know why it kills me. So sometimes I do have someone help me, but yeah. for the most, how part, did you learn myself. how to do that process? Watching another drag king yeah. in person, or did in you person, YouTube that? In person, okay. No, in person in the in, you know when we used to perform at Rebar, we had other I you know I performed with other drag kings, yeah, yeah, you know, with Reggie. Um, uh, Reggie was one of our. Uh, uh, drag kings and um, you know watched him do it and you know watching the people when they would do it on me I would watch them you know yeah um, but watching other drag kings do it that's how I learned beautiful um, you know but uh, yeah so that's what yeah because I, I was looking at like I said I was looking at your pictures on Facebook and I was like dang she does a really good job with the beard and the mustache, that's that's cool. I was I was trying to figure out what you were using because yeah. a lot of people just take I don't know what it is. It's some listen, black something no, and they just the, draw the, it on their listen, face. No, you know what? I would tell every drake, don't be drawing, don't be drawing a mustache on your face. Go out there and learn how to do it yeah. and do it right because otherwise, you know what? You, you're never gonna. I mean, at that point, head. go buy a fake one. Yeah, or go. Yeah, you're better off going buying a fake one and gluing it on than paint. You don't. You never paint. It's Halloween season. They have okay. all those ones. Like the, the, yeah. Yeah. So you can go buy a whole package. Don't, don't color that. That's just so tacky. Yeah. So like, really, if you're gonna go out there, and you really, you know, if that's really an extension of yourself, then go out there and learn how to do it. Yeah. So you can do it right. So you can actually go somewhere with it. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're not. Yeah. Okay. And yet, and maybe maybe that's enough for you. And maybe, yeah. you, but you know what? It's it's a, this is an art form, just as yeah. you know the queens that go out there and perform. It's an art form. It's you know it's it's about being on point. It's it's called male. You know we're not just you know that's drag queens, drag kings. But what are we? What are we really? We drag queens are really female impersonators. You're impersonating a female as a drag king. We might call ourselves, but we are male impersonators. We are trying to impersonate a guy. You know, yeah. you're trying to pass yourself off as you know, and yeah. then you're out there performing, of course, you know, yeah. lip singing. But it's called impersonation. You know, it's, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not going to go out there and be as Carlos and sing women songs. You yeah, know, obviously not, or whatever. <laughs> but we are we are female and male impersonators. You yeah. know, and if that's what you're going to do, then do it right. Yeah, I mean, you don't half-ass a Quentin Tarantino no. film. Exactly. <laughs> so why would you half-ass exactly. getting on the stage and performing exactly. anything? So yeah, I'm yeah. I'm big about that. I'm big about being on point with my singing. I'm big about. I've seen you perform, I believe, twice, and I can say that you've definitely been one of the more enjoyable drag kings that I've gotten to watch for sure. I just go out there and do my thing, and I love coming up on the girls and you know dancing on them. Yeah, you're saying you're probably the flirt as Carla. I I am. I'm a big flirt as Anna. I'm a little bit of a flirt, but I tend to shy because as Anna, I don't like I don't like rejection. I don't like the whatever. So I never get. I never even give myself the opportunity. Carlos, you're not even really worried about getting rejected. It's just basically here. Let me throw yourself at. Let me throw myself at you real quick. Flirt with you real quick, and no. I don't really want it because I'm going to go to the next girl and do the same thing. <laughs> like, So, yeah, you can be a bigger flirt because, you know, in, in a way, and you know, it would be harder for something to actually come out of that flirtiness. So it's just part of what you're doing. Yeah, that's yeah, it's awesome. Just, it's just, yeah. You know, and they, I mean, and they love it, you know. Oh, um, yeah. They yeah. do. They get into it or whatever, you know. All dra- I, I like always grabbing somebody from the – a girl from the, from the audience and dancing with her on stage, you know. I'm just very interactive. I love interacting with the with the crowd. You know, yeah. that's just me. I don't, you know, 
do I love getting tips? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I well, do. yeah. I do, but you know what? I do it because I just love entertaining. I just love having people have a good time, yeah. you know? It's, it's yeah, just making whatever. people get into something, yeah. smile, yeah. laugh. But, you know, I feel better about life. Someone said, you know, did, did you, you know, would you, tra-? I said, I'm not going to transition now. I mean, come on, I'm almost 55, okay? I'm old, okay? Which I don't even want to even fathom that. I'm having a really hard time accepting my 50s because I still feel and act like I'm in my 30s. Okay, so let me just say something then. When Okay, so one of my, you know how you go through things in life and something just, something was powerful for you and you just hold on to it for the rest of your life, right? Like you go through it. So when I lived in Denver, the second time I lived in Denver, when I had come out, um, I had my aunt at the time, which I don't talk to her anymore, which makes me very sad because I, a long time, idolized my aunt. Um, anyway, so... She was turning 50. It was her 50th birthday. And my aunt, you know, aged gracefully. The women in my family don't really age. I, I mean, look, look at me. I'm 37 years old, and everybody thinks I'm 26 or 27, which I'm cool with. Like, yes, that means I'm going to age like wine, you know? But anyway, so my aunt is now, she's, I believe she's, she's got to be close close to 60 maybe. Because it's been a while since we had this conversation. Anyways, so I asked her. I was like, how do you feel about 50s? Because she's very young. She's at that point, was building a successful resume and selling clean energy. So she was doing – she had really, at 49, decided to change her entire life, and she did. And so she sat me down, and um, it was pretty epic because I used to be very afraid of aging. And I didn't want to get older. And a matter of fact, it was funny because when I hit 35, it's like weird. I never really even thought about what I would be at 35. I was so stuck in what I'd be in my 20s. I never really saw myself getting past my 20s. So I didn't really pay attention to that, you know. But so I had this conversation with my aunt and it was life changing for me. And I saw how successful she was becoming at 50. And she's like, age is really what you make of it. And she goes, if you refuse to age, then refuse to age and do it until the day you die, basically. And I told her, I was like, you know, she gets hit on by guys that are her son's age all the time out at bars because she still goes out to bars. She goes to do fun things. She works hard, plays hard, even at, you know, 58 or whatever. Um, so I just feel like after I had that conversation with her and she talked about how once you get into your 50s, you're more stable as a human being, like mentally, like about who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel more of an adult, I guess you mm-hmm. could say. And so um, that totally changed my way. And now I tell people, like, I'm three ways, you're three years away from 40. I can't fucking wait for my 40s. I'm so excited for my 40s. I plan to do big fucking things in my 40s. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in my 50s, I can go and just party and, like, be a 50-year-old that doesn't have to really worry about a whole lot. And just really live my life. Because I only get to do this one time in this vessel. Yes. And I want to enjoy this vessel. I've found myself in a beautiful place in Florida. Mm -hmm. Uh, People suck. Place is beautiful. And for me, it's like, I just want to really be thankful for it and grow and mature. And it's a blessing to turn a year older. And so, Mm -hmm. therefore, I'm like, yeah, come on, 50. Let's do this. I wanted My aunt at 50 started making like 180 grand a year. Wow. And, and that was at 50. She raised two boys or four boys on her mm-hmm. own. And um, she had a husband, but he was non-functional and in the relationship or in the parenting. So she did it all herself. And then she finally left him and did it all herself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and so for her, like, I took it to heart. And now I have tons of people in my life that are complaining about getting ready to turn 30. I have, like, four people right now that are getting ready to turn 30. And all they're doing is bitching about it. I'm like, dude, fucking 30s are this shit. 30s are this shit. I wish I could be. I mean, I I live my life like I'm still in my 30s. And I don't think that's ever going to change. Then do it, dude. Just do it. 
do where I am today is it where I thought I would be? No, I really thought I would be much further ahead um, myself, you know, in, in certain mm-hmm. things. But then again, my life journey took me through, you know, an 18-year relationship, then a five and a half relationship. And, you know, I gave up a lot of things, you know, I just walked away from everything without anything but my car and my clothes, you know, I just, because I'm not a materialistic person, like I could care less, you know, um, I'm about people, um, but I'm, I'm at the point where, I, you know, I still live, like I'm in my 30s, I go out just about every night, probably shouldn't, I, I probably, I manage on like, you know, I don't know how I do it, but I mean, Lori cracks me up at work, she's like, did you go out last night? I said, no, she goes, yes, you did. I said, yeah, I went out for two. But, like, I run on, like, five hours. I don't know where. I never I can sleep. run on four. I run my best on four hours of sleep. Yeah, I run my best at four, four to five, and that's where I'm at right now. Um, but I don't want to give it up. I don't want to be stuck at home. I don't want to be inside four walls. I don't want to be. I stopped watching. T- I stopped watching TV um, four years ago, and since I've done that, I can't sit at home. I, I try like, you know, I've gone yeah, home and yeah. I'll turn on the TV and say, oh, there's there's a new show starting. Let me get, dude, I can't do it. I yeah. want to be out. Yeah. Not that I want to be out drinking, because sometimes I'll just go out and drink soda. I want to be out talking, talking to people. people. Yeah. I want to, you know, I want to, music is my life. I love music. And I just, I want to be out meeting people and talking to people and, um, or just going out and taking a walk somewhere. This whole, I don't know, this whole thing about being at home and watching TV or playing video games. I just don't get it. Like, I do. I, I feel I mean, like I'm stuck. I, I watch know. TV a lot. I feel like I, I do that. I and can't. now that I swing poi, I, that's what's gotten me to go outside. Because when I first moved here, I was very depressed, so mm-hmm. I stayed inside a lot. And um, now that I'm coming out of that, I feel that same way. I don't want to be in here all the time anymore. Like, I really just want to go out and do something. So I'll grab my poi and I'll go poi or, like, I'll do something just to, like, get off my mind. Or there's a dock over by the bridge that moves. Oh, yeah. And you can go sit on it. And it's Mm -hmm. fun to go at night when all the stars are out. Oh, yeah. And just lay on it and look at the stars and it moves. So it kind of feels like you're on a boat. It's pretty badass. I go there all the time. It's, it's, um, okay, you know the bridge to go to the jetty? Okay, if you turn right away to the left... And then right. turn left again right away down that road that kind of goes back underneath the bridge. Uh-huh. You go to the big parking lot that's there. You can't miss it. There's picnic areas and a parking lot. And if you when you walk down, it's a wood dock that goes like like it goes, I think it's a T-shape. Okay. Yeah. And then connected to it midway, or well, a little bit farther out than midway, are these two docks that move. They're, and oh, I, wow. Yeah, they're they're epic, and it's fun to go over there. And well, shit, I've done yoga. Not. I've done yoga on it, well, and it's fun. Go, say, hey, Anna, come up. Yeah, I, used, I usually go I usually go watch the uh, sunset over there because it's a beautiful view for the sunset. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. I love sunsets. Yeah, and yeah. you're moving, and you'll see turtles and manatees and really? dolphins all the time. See, it's I've a great place seen, to go. I've, not seen a, I've been here almost 17 years, and I still have not seen a manatee. Oh, I, I saw I've one. I've seen turtles, whatever, but I have not seen I had one come up to me in the Keys the last time I was there, I think it was. No, it was the time before. It right. came up to me. Those things get huge. I didn't realize how big they were. Mm-hmm. And then I see turtles all the time. Turtles. Wow. Yeah. Um, Ocean Bay. We went over there one day, me and a friend of mine, and um, there was no joke, like 10 turtles just wow. surfing in the waves. It was badass to watch. Yeah. Some of them were huge. Some of them were tiny. Like, it was really cool. It was a lot of fun. Right. That's the thing I like about Florida the most is you can only see so, a ton of yeah. wildlife. So I just, yeah. you know, I, I just I, I just can't. And um, this past month... Um, was a difficult month. I actually, um, three people that I knew, um, from the bar and outside the bar, three people all younger than me passed away within a week of each other. Oof. 
Okay. That's tough. I'm sorry um, you're going through that. Yeah. So uh, unexpectedly too. Um, so that really hit hard to me because I'm like, oh my God, that could be me. I mean, yeah. you know, they're, they're younger than me and they unexpectedly, three people within a week that were younger than me. Yeah. Okay. Went, you know, and they were good people. And, and it saddened me to hear deeply that they passed. But at the same time, it's like, wow, you know yeah. what? Life really is short. Yeah. And it, it made me think about a lot of things. And it's like, you know, am I going to change my life? You know, um, no, I'm going to still do what I'm doing. I'm going to go out. I want to be around people. I want to let people know every day that they're special to me, no matter how, you know, whatever, even if it's a minute relationship that we have, maybe, you know, we're, we're acquaintances, but we see each other and I know you. Yeah. I'm going to let every person... And I did the other day, I posted it on Facebook, I said, you know, I just want to let everybody in my family, my friends, no matter whatever, you know, whoever has been, who has been a part of my life, no matter how big or how small, I just want you to know that I love you. And, you yeah. know, I appreciate you being in my I've life. been doing that a lot more since I started you know? this show because I'm, I'm getting a lot of messages from people, even like thanking me for the show and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so I find myself like doing that, that same thing, like my heart is so full and thank you so much for all the support you're giving me. It's nice when you can feel that feeling. And I feel like if someone is giving you that feeling, it's kind of your duty to let them know, like, yo, thank you for helping my heart feel better today. Yeah. Cause yeah. it doesn't matter. You know, like I haven't seen my, some of my high school friends I haven't seen since high school, but you know, they'll, they'll and I, you know, I'll tell them I love you. You know, even though I haven't seen you yeah. in forever, yeah. but you were a part of you were a part of my life, even if we weren't close friends in high school, but we knew each other. We sat next to each other in math class. Yeah. Okay. You still impacted my life in some way, yeah. you know? So I, I'm making a point, you know, to, to do that. And, um, you know, I'm not going to, you know, my, you know like I said, you need to go home and rest. I said, I do. I go home for about an hour and then I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Yeah. I get stir yeah. crazy in here. And if I do wind up staying, um, for the whole night after I get off work and yeah. stuff like that, I'm usually poing in here because yeah. I put that right there is like the perfect space for it. Yeah. And so I'm constantly doing stuff. I've been turning off the TV. I used to be really into crime mm-hmm. television shows. Right. But then I started noticing how negative I started feeling about people because I'm like, anybody can be a serial killer. You know right, what I mean? Right. And yeah. so um, I've I've since turned the TV off and started yeah. trying to, like you said, do things out, do things about because it's the best out. way to Just go going, about it. Just going out and about, you know. When was your last show? What, what, what um, my last show was, um, oh, my God. Let's say I performed, I performed like within... 10 days. I had three shows in 10 days. Okay. I performed up at Colors um, at the, the first Saturday of August. Okay. Did we do it in September or was it September? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, wait a second. Yeah. So as in a couple weeks ago? Yeah. So mm-hmm. my last show was uh, the first Saturday in September. September, oh, actually, I, I performed Friday night, September 7th, okay, which was Latin night that I got to um, co-host it with uh, Chantel DiCarlo. So Chantel DiCarlo and myself, Chantel. Chantel's amazing. Oh my God, she's I she, just, you know what's uh, crazy is I have this, I love working with her. I've I've only hung out with her twice, mm-hmm. and I can tell you every time I've hung out with her, I've just been in awe of who yeah she, she is. She's amazing. She she has blossomed and has has become a, an incredible entertainer. Yeah, and, um, incredible so, entertainer. So Carlo, it was the it was Carlos and Chantel together again after like I think it's been a year and a half since we nice. last performed together That's at awesome. uh, at Tattletales, mm-hmm. and uh, so we performed then. So that was uh, Friday night. Then the Saturday before that, so that was September first. Was uh, we did uh, 
uh, a show. It was a, we have a King Street um, in at Colors. That's where I perform at Colors in Melbourne. Um, uh, Marie, who's one of the owners, she's also one of the drag kings. And uh, we did, um, every month we have a theme. And uh, September 1st we did, we had, a, we had to do, we were doing songs from the movies. And um, all I can tell you is that it was awesome. I did, um, I came out in one of my disco outfit shirts and I did, um, I did the Bee Gees Staying Alive. You know. Oh, nice. Yeah, I came out I, in that. I love that yep. song. <laughs> and then, um, but the song that I was really, like, really, like, it, it, I was drawn to doing when they said movie theme, I just felt like I had to do it because it's big right now, like, all over the country. Everyone's yeah. talking about it. Yeah. Um, the song This Is Me from um, uh, The Circus. Oh. Um, from, uh, what the hell's the name of the movie? Um, I think I know the song. I don't know, but it's, 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 the, it's, the, it's the movie about the circus, about Ringling Brothers uh, Circus. Yeah. Um, and it's the song that the bearded lady sings in the movie. Nice. So it's a musical. Yeah. And um, it's called This Is Me, you know. Um, and so I did that. And I literally, like, came out um, wearing, like, a house robe. Yeah. Okay, and I started up. Um, and then by the time the end of the song came, when it came to the very end... Where you know it slowed down, says that you know, but this is me, you know, and then it, the music layers up. I took the robe off and I had my rainbow vest on, you know, yeah, because um, the song was talking, This is me, you know, yeah. I'm not gonna let anybody, you know, talk me down, you know, I'm gonna fucking, you know, anybody bring me down, but you know, send them a flood, yeah, you know, it's basically this is me, yeah. you know, I'm not going anywhere, you know, um, it's a powerful song, yeah. and I did that, and then uh, prior to that. I, I performed at um, the Gin Mill in Jensen. They had an LGBT night there, college night. Yeah, that's what I, I wish I would have been. Able, I yeah, didn't know about it. Until, oh I didn't know until too Listen, late. I really didn't. Amazing. I found out at like eleven thirty. Yeah, I was. Yeah. It was amazing. I, I can't. I'm looking forward to the other one um, that they have there, whether I, whether I'm performing at it or not. Um, I just think it's a great other venue for people. Um, something different, something new at a different location, and it was very successful. So. Um, and um, actually, that that's been it for now. Um, my next show, um, actually, the King Troop um, of Colors, uh, we've been uh, we've been booked and asked to perform up in Jacksonville, yeah, the Metro. Yeah, what I'll do is um for that uh, one yeah. because that's going to be a really exciting show yeah. for you guys. Um, oh my God, at the end of the show, we'll have you yeah. give out the information for yeah. that show. Um, so that's the next one that I'm, nice. I'm bearing up, and uh, we're actually. Uh, Believe it or not, we're actually doing a tribute to Kiss. Okay, I'll be there. I guess yeah, we're doing a I'll tribute. We're doing a tribute to Kiss, and uh, we're gonna be like you know in yeah, yeah everything. That's dope. Yeah, it's so yeah, it's gonna be it's, it's you know it's mm. getting dope. I'm still yeah. What's so the craziest uh, show you've had so far? Craziest? They're all fucking crazy because there's so much shit going on backstage. It's not even funny. Um. The craziest show. Uh, the craziest show, it wasn't that it was so much crazy, but it was just so much fun to do. Um, was a couple of years ago. I don't know if you if, if you went to it or not, but um, Shalita Taylor, who I love to death, um, another local entertainer, she put together and choreographed, and we did uh, Mamma Mia. Oh, okay. Nice. And it was just amazing, amazing. And yes, it was crazy because there was a lot of us behind stage, 
Um, and I did. I, I, I portrayed one of the one of the boyfriends. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the fathers or possible fathers. And uh, it was just, that was a crazy show because like I the song that I had to do with Ashley Peterson who was you know the woman because it was a duet was the song uh, the um, Abba song um, what is it take uh, oh my god now I can't think of the freaking song it's in my head um, take a chance on me gotcha okay so she had to chase me in this thing. And, uh, you know, cause like I'm sitting there and she, you know, she's like, Oh, we can do this. I'm like, no, no. And then, you know, I had to run around the bar cause she was chasing me. Well, you know, that was crazy because I had to do stuff that I hadn't done before. Like I had to jump off the box, which I normally don't do. And, you know, run around where basically I throw myself on the ground and I'm crawling. Okay. So I, that was probably the craziest show I had to do because I had to do things that I, you know, had never, never had done to do. Yeah. And, and then at one point, man, at one point, um, there was a scene that I had to do where at one point we had to, like, uh, we had to, like, get off stage real quick. And I don't know what happened, but when we were crawling, I have no idea. Oh, when we were turning around and going, I slipped and, and like, got down. Everybody thought it was part of the act, but it wasn't. I got literally, like, because you know, we were trying to get off stage real quick, that yeah. I don't know what happened. Oh, Reggie's paper got in my way, so I kind of tripped over him, oh, and I yeah. fell. Dude, man, I backstage, I, my knees were fucking bleeding, oh, okay, because I had to crawl to get underneath the, the, the curtain real quick, okay? Yeah. Because I wasn't supposed to fall, so I went under the curtain, and when I crawled, there were there's metal bars oh, right there on the floor, yeah. you know? Dude, I was like, so I went back there, I was like, I had to gash on my knee and I had to figure out I had to go get paper towel. it was crazy but that's crazy yeah so I have to say that's a craze because everything else is pretty you know pretty lame just normal you know go with the flow um sometimes our benefits are crazy it's just the amount of people backstage and it gets crazy back there getting changed and this and that and the other it's fu- it's hilarious as shit I've been I've been um backstage a few times um for for shows and mm-hmm. I've seen the the madness that goes on back there it's a pretty intense uh, situation back there with all the different wigs and and outfits and booby tape and penis tape and mirrors. It's crazy. Yeah, it is yeah. crazy back there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the one time I had to get my my boobs uh, taped because I, I actually did an open shirt. That was painful. Um, I try not to do that very often because it's a very painful. I can process. imagine. Oh my god! Yeah, it's painful. Yeah, um, I would have never really wanted to try it because I've heard, I've heard yeah, that that's it's pretty, crazy. I try not to yeah. do those open shirts that often, but anyway, that's yeah. about it. Nice. Okay, so um, in your years of being a lesbian, what's the uh, favorite sex toy of all time? <laughs> honestly, I brought one in. I know. I, I saw this. I thought, uh, at first, honestly, at first, I thought it was a microphone. It looks like a microphone, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah I was like, no. did she bring her own mic? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. That kind it's of a mic. sex toy. Um, <laughs> I brought it in because, you know, I was going to be like, you know, yeah, I'll bring it in and I can plug it in and then I can, like, you know, turn on the different speeds and, you know, you can hear how fast it is. But, yeah, yeah it's not loud enough. But gotcha. um, I'd have to say, like, my favorite sex toy to use on myself, okay, all right, is, well. This thing. This thing. It's called, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a body wand, okay, that I love, basically a vibrator, uh, but it has, it, like, it has a button that you push up and it goes, like, you know, from, like, 
medium, like if you're really being kind of gentle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what my... Just kind of want to take it slow, you know? Or, you know, you're having a little day where, you know, you just want to be able, you can move it up a little bit. And then if you just want to fucking, like, dude, you're frustrated or whatever, you just want to fucking, you know, come like that. Yeah. It's got, you push it all the way up and it's like turbo blah blah yeah blah. Like, it's, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like not even like 30 seconds you're like okay okay you know yeah um but yeah that that I, you know that's just been my favorite thing um throughout all the years i think the vibrator has always been my my favorite sex toy for myself and honestly i'm not trying to like boast or brag but i have to say like you know like any toys that i've used on women i like having a really nice which i lost in my 18 year divorce um, I love leather uh-huh. and I love being able to use a, I had a very nice, um, cat nine tail. Yeah. Okay. And the leather straps are probably about almost like that. So like almost like, you know, 12 inches. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Oh my God. It just feels so good on the body. And, yeah. You know, if you know how to work it, whatever. Yeah. I like that. And yeah, basically, you know, I, I don't really need to use any, I mean, if my girls want me to use sex toys on them, yeah. I will because I'm all about pleasing them. Yeah. But honestly, I don't need any other toy than my hand right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know how to work it real well. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can tell you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very simple. I, you know, I don't know. It's just, yeah. uh, uh, that's just me. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like most lesbians don't want penetration. Um, so yeah, there there. Although I have been finding out that a lot of them do. Oh yeah, a lot of them do. Yeah. I mean, my uh, my first no was more oral with her. Yeah. Um, my second one was definitely a combination of both. Yeah. Uh, which is fine. I yeah, I'm I aim to please. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean there there is quite a few that that do like that and I'm I'm okay with giving them that if they want you know um but yeah yeah I mean yeah it's just part of humanity we're all sexual beings we have different tastes we have different wants and needs and yeah. it doesn't matter just because you know oh a, a lesbian likes to strap on they're like oh a lot of straight people say well if, that, if that's what you want then why aren't you with a okay guy? so do, I know you haven't heard my shows before but I actually addressed this in another show and I'm going to tell you as well because fuck it I'm pretty sure I'm going to tell this story quite a bit while, while I'm doing this so basically um, my I, I get that a lot too I get the oh you like a fake one but you don't like a real one and um, I was sitting at work one day my coworker asked me that mm-hmm. and um, my supervisor um, was like I have a good analogy for you to be able to tell men, you know, why it is that you like fake dick and not real dick. And I was like, all right, cool. What is it? And he was like, um, if you like to fuck your wife in a butthole, you don't want to fuck a man in a butthole. It's the same hole. So what's the difference between if it's on a woman or a man? And usually that goes, oh, like it clicks on a light in your head. And they realize, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense now. And it did. I, I told him that. And he was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So... It's worked for me, and it's better than the alternative, a couple of them. Like, once you start trying to explain to them that you just don't like the real thing, they just start, oh, well, you haven't had the right one yet. You haven't done this yet. You haven't yeah, done that like, yet. It's like, no, it has nothing to do with that. It's yeah. just like, honestly, for me, I mean, I'm not one of those lesbians that's never been with men. I mean, I dated men. I, yeah. you know, I lost my, I didn't lose my virginity until I was 18. Yeah. My first boyfriend, Okay. Uh, even though I had a girlfriend <laughs> on the side or somebody, you know. Um, but I was 18 when I lost it. I just, and I, you know, then I was married, you know, to my, and I mean, I've been with like six different men in my entire life, but all from the age of 18 to 
probably 23, and then I, I was with my uh, ex-girlfriend's first boyfriend. We had like a threesome kind of thing when we were going through some kind of weird thing. Um, but uh, that was like 20 years later. It just, it just has never done anything. And yeah, you know, I just, why yeah. bother yeah. if it has never done yeah. anything? You know, I just yeah. don't. I'm just much more an oral, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm an oral person. I, you know, I'm more, you know, play with my clit, whatever. That's, yeah. you know, whatever. I just don't deal with. Now, I don't mind penetrating a woman if that's what they want. Fine, I will go for you, you know, whatever. But me, and I've, I've only let one. I've only let one of my uh, girlfriends do that because I felt like okay enough to let them do that. Yeah. But yeah, it's not something I. Yeah, it doesn't do it for you. No, yeah. it, it doesn't do it for me. It's just like you know, I've only let one person um, do it. Usually, you know, I, I don't mind doing it to them, but you know, they yeah. can do all the oral they want with me, and you can. I, I've always had to be the dominant one with yeah. all my girlfriends because obviously, you know, they were. For whatever reason, they were they were with men before they came. They got with me, and then they got with me, and you know we stayed together. But uh, I've always been the dominant one in bed. Um, and honestly, I'm like I mean I can do both. I'm versatile. I'm yeah. dominant and submissive. I've been dominant my most entire life. I am so ready to meet the woman that I can be both. I can be her dominant, but you know every now and then I can just say, please, yeah, just be, do what you yeah, want to do. Do what you want to yeah, do. Do, do I'm anything so ready you want. To be submissive, please. You know, I, yeah. I just want to be submissive for for once in my life. <laughs> yeah, see, and it's funny because I'm I'm kind of the opposite of you. Like with me, it's like um, I don't want to give penetration. I want I want it myself, and then I don't want to give it. So I'll give head all day or day or suck a strap on, but I'm not about like actually giving penetration. So yeah, not getting yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, you want. can you can you can give me. Oh, any, you can give you. Okay. Yeah, but as far as like penetrating my partner i'm not interested in any of that yeah. yeah that's not my so i'm kind of opposite but that's usually how it goes usually femmes are opposite in that place although like i said recently the it seems like more the younger generation a lot of the studs do like penetration a lot and i'm like all right cool yeah i am finding that you yeah. know i think the young i guess they're just i don't know i guess maybe that's just you know they they I don't know. It's just what they want. It's what they want. It's all good. I, I just me as a as a soft butch because I consider myself a soft butch. Yeah. I don't, I don't want the penetration at all. Yeah, yeah. You know. Sweet. But. Well, um, thanks for coming and recording with me today. I oh, appreciate thank you. Thank you for having me. You have a show coming up, so please give yes. everybody the information on that. Well, um, it's coming up on October twentieth. So if you are in the Jacksonville area, uh, the uh, Kings of Colors. Uh, we'll be performing um, at the Metro in nice. Jacksonville. Nice. Um, so, you know, if you're there or if you're here in the Port St. Lucie area and you want to get to Jacksonville for the weekend and see an awesome show, go up to the Metro in Jacksonville. And for those in Jacksonville, Florida, come on out to the Metro. Okay, what day, what day again? Sorry. Sat- it's Saturday, um, Saturday, October 20th. 20th, okay. And yes. then um, what time does the first show start? Um, I do, but there's just one show. I okay, think. so it's one I think, show. Yeah, I think it's only one show, and I think it's usual, you know, usual showtime, 11, 11.30, something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so. very cool. Yeah. Well, good luck with that show. Thank you. And uh, thank you very much. Thank <laughs> you.